Dead or alive, you are coming with me. And welcome to 60MW Podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm joined by my robotic friend, it's Mr. Adam Parry. Hello. Hello, Christopher. How are you? I am computing fine all erection. <laughs> do, do you have any prime directives? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what are they? One, print, fuck, 20, go to 10. <laughs> uh, any more? Yes. What are they? Classified. <laughs> because of Operation U-Tree. Oh, ooh. Uh, <laughs> topical. Um, well, not really. <laughs> yeah, two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Amer- our American lessons, well, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, that was just like a, you know, an investigation into a ring of paedophiles. But still. Um, yes. well, that was a very strange on. opening. Yeah, it was. You can tell it's been a little while since we've both recorded together, I think. And I was also <laughs> going to say... We're not going to continue talking in robotic kind of uh, speak because that would be very annoying, no. wouldn't it? It, would. it has been a while, hasn't it? I think I'm a bit rusty. Well, I like the Queen's uh, Minge. <laughs> or uh, uh, Metal Mickey's. Well, actually, no, Metal what, Mickey was a, bo- was a boy, wasn't he? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm trying- C-3PO's cock. Um, yeah. That's a bit, rus- rus- bit rusty, probably, I guess. Yeah. Do you feel sorry for the Queen? Do I? Uh, what? Um, do I? Why well, would I feel sorry right, for she? Well, she got millions of pounds. She got well, privilege. She got no, loads of stuff I was going thinking on. Ab- I was thinking about this the other day, not for long, because it's not really a long thought. But I was thinking, like, the Queen is never going to have sex again. Right. Well, she's nearly hundred. Yeah, but I know. But is there a point, like, when you're older, and you're old, like, maybe you? I don't know. You just, you know, you, have, you just come into someone or whatever it is that you're doing. And, <laughs> Do you ever sit down and think, that's the last time I'm ever, I'm ever going to do it? Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, unless... She, because Philip's not there to, to help out anymore. Give a helping hand, I guess. Well, Andrew um, would probably give it a go, to be honest. But do you think she does, like, rent gigolos? Uh, well, she's got corgis as well, hasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, no, now I've got the Queen smearing pedigree chum on her vagina. <laughs> can, uh, can people still get locked up in the Terror of London? Because um, I think we're skirting very close to the, the wind. A little, we're sailing. You don't skirt close to the we're wind. not as close to the skirt as them corgis. <laughs> uh, well, this is a... What? 
I'm very, I'm taken aback. Well, this is a, a spotlight reflection show, not a, a random, just randomising stuff no, show. I don't, it, it, it wasn't necessarily thought about the Queen, but I thought there's lots of old people out there. They must just wake up one day and just think, I'm never going to do it again. Well, there's lots of... I wonder, I wonder what, that, what that's like. There's lots of younger people as well that probably have that thought, because for different reasons, um, you know, got, oh, got no art. Such as what? Well, I don't know. Got, no, got, got no arms. Got no arms, got no legs. I don't know. <laughs> Might be ugly. I don't, um, I don't think the lack of exterior appendages stops your ability to uh, pr- pr- uh, take part in coitus. Well, there is that film Boxing Helena, which I've... <laughs> yeah. which i've never seen i have to say but uh that's kind of the th- the thing isn't it he doesn't he cut her arms and legs off just keep so he can keep bin. her or a box doesn't he yeah keep her, keep, yeah well yeah it's not binning helena it's boxing helena isn't it um yeah. actually that, that's another thought i had we're watching the paralympics it's not a horrible oh thought but i was just thinking like if you've got no legs Right. How do they measure your BMI if you're overweight? Do they know what proportion of weight to take off your weight if you've got no legs or arms or whatever? I, d- I don't know, actually. That's a good point. Because they've got healthy healthy weight ranges, don't they? Because, you know, according, well, you're always about three stone over where the doctor wants you to be because they always say, oh, you should be weighing seven stone. It's like, fuck off. I weighed seven stone since I was four. But uh, if you've got no legs, yeah, is there one of those BMI charts but for people missing limbs? Because obviously you're going to weigh quite a lot less if you lost your legs. Well, because they're quite hef- hefty things. Yeah, they are. I, I genuinely don't know. You do have some strange no. thoughts, I have to say. It's uh... yes, yeah, it, it wasn't a thought with malice. It was just a thought. I wonder how they do that. Mm. There must be something. There must be something scientific in it. Uh, it's, they can't just get one of those calipers out and measure their uh, side rules. Yes, I think there's definitely been something missing in your life over the past few weeks, considering you've been having such strange <laughs> and random thoughts. And I think it's this bloody podcast. Um, yeah, I usually do get to say a couple every now and then so um you know we'll we'll hear we are back we've returned from mm. from the dead from our little summer break uh which i find ironic because well i've got two children so i've got a reason to so i suppose you know have a bit of time off from podcasting over the summer but what's your excuse well actually I've, i know the answer it's one god you're the only fucker all podcast with me so if you're not around <laughs> what am i gonna do <laughs> true two I'm not a lower class citizen because I haven't sprayed my loin juice into a into a womb <laughs> and, and made some hideous limbed thing creep out. Uh, yeah. I, I like the way that she referred to my children. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I I have I deserve just as much time off as as you. Yeah. I'm a human being. Yeah, true. Fucking uh, fascist. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we uh, I'm sure people would love to hear your. Um, your musings on the Queen and, uh, you know, how they measure BMI on people who've got no limbs or, or got missing limbs. Uh, but however, I'm sure that people hmm. are more interested to hear us talk about the classic. Well, I was going to say, or is it? But come on, it fucking is, isn't it? The classic Robocop. But is it? Is it, though? Well, that's what we'll find out. It's uh, hmm. from 1987. We are talking about Robocop. Now, Listeners, I if this is maybe your first show, I I hear you say, 
well, that's not a crap film or that's not a film that you haven't seen for ages, you know, because that's kind of our bread and butter, isn't it? We know we talk about films that we watched when we were kids and we haven't seen for a long time and we decide whether they're still good or not, such as the last film we talked about, which was Condor Man, which was shite. Um, <laughs> but it was fun to talk about it. And then prior to that was BMX Bandits. So, um, you know, and then prior to that was No Retreat, No Surrender 2. But as you can see from our last two films, like very child kiddie friendly orientate orientated um robocop definitely isn't however it's a film i watched when i was a kid at a very young age uh probably shouldn't and you know if i it's a film if if my daughter watched something like that at, at the age i first watched it i'd probably have kittens i'd have a nightmare about it do you know what i mean um mm. it's strange when I should set this up, by the way, because like I said, normally we talk about sort of films that we haven't watched for a very long time, but Robocop's a bit different. And the reason for that was um, you decided just for a change, rather than sort of like take a chance on a film that we, we don't know how it's going to pan out, let's pick films that we genuinely know we're going to like and love and kind of, you know, wax lyrical about those for a change. And we've done that. And after much you know, um, gnashing of teeth and and kind of <laughs> machinations. Is that the word? You know, um, you know, yeah, on, on, on your part, I don't know. It, it basically, it took you a while to decide. You got know, lots of flip-flopping, um, but you ended up talking... Flip-flopping? I was making a decision. You flip-flopped lots. I didn't flip-flop. You bloody did. You flip-flopped. You make it sound like it was... It was a serious internal fight that was going on. It was... A combination of my left brain and my right brain meeting in fearful combat and... Yes. Well, you did change your mind because at one point we were going to be talking about Gremlins and then you flip-flopped and decided it's going to be Robocop. So what is it? Why Robocop? Are you saying I'm not allowed to have a choice? You're saying you're (laughs) anti-choice? Well, as long as it's the right choice and it's... it's, (laughs) uh, No, it's of course not. But I mean, anyway... What? Also, yeah. also, I'm going to pick you up on one more point. Oh, here we go. We'll move on. Yeah. You just said, well, you know, if it's the first time you've listened to this and you're asking yourself, why aren't they talking about a crap film? Why aren't they? Do- if it's their first time, listen. What? How would they know the rules? Good point. Good point. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Well, good, Thank you. Yeah. When I said that, the words came out of my mouth, and I thought that doesn't make sense. But still. Um, Anyway, I'll keep it in. I'm not going to edit it out. Edit out. Honestly, I'll stop being a bell in a second. It's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, Robocop. Hmm. What are yes. your thoughts and memories on it? Sort of like, you know, what made you decide to eventually pick it? Well, here's the thing. You know, I had this idea. Yes. Which, which, you know, pick films you really love. And I was, I was almost flip-flopping over this in Gremlins. It was actually worse than that because inside of me, I started panicking about what other films I could choose that might seem too obvious or might seem like everyone's watched them recently. I started thinking about it way too much because Robocop I actually haven't seen that many times in comparison to like many, many other films. Mm-hmm. This is probably the first time I've watched it in a decade. Really? Actually, wow. Could, this could have actually just been a regular choice for me. Because um, even the, the first time I watched it, I think it was... I don't think I even see it, saw it on VHS. I might have caught part of it round. Uh, I've spoken about before my old friend who had all the pirate videos. 
I might have caught part of it around there once, but I think the first time I saw the whole thing all the way through was ITV Saturday night, mum and dad down the pub, me with a pot noodle, um, looking at teletext and then waiting for the uh, late ITV film. And it was Robocop. And at the time, I didn't realise it was the heavily edited version of Robocop, <laughs> which I think, yeah, you might discuss in a, in a bit more detail. But um, mm, with most of the swearing removed, quite a lot of the violence removed and or changed. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And it was only years after that that I watched it again and saw a better version or more gory version. I mean, gore doesn't equal better, but in this case, gore equals better. Um, yeah, so I haven't watched, I haven't watched the full version very often. I think is, I think this is the director's cut I just watched. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, and I think that might be the first time I've actually watched, you know, uber supreme gorgor version. But um, yeah, no, no, I, I've always really liked it. It, it kind of holds a slightly weird, slightly weird place in my mind where I really, really like it, but it's not a film that I watch religiously or actually that often because usually other films like i don't know uh say like predator or gremlins or I don't know, fucking goonies or anything like that i'll probably watch them you know, consistently every couple of years and before then it was probably every year when i was little every fucking minute but this this one you know this this one's kind of just hung around slightly in the background as a film that i really like but one that i don't necessarily revisit very often that's really interesting because I thought this would would like you know the the, re- the reason for picking it was because it was like a film that you you you, you kind of <laughs> love <laughs> uh, and you want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> so. well, it well, it is, but it, yeah, I kind of I, I, yeah, I kind of overcomplicated my own brain in this because I could have chosen many films that I've, I've watched more, but I started thinking about I, I was trying to think of a less obvious one, well, one that sort of fit between the less obvious and obvious something in the middle and yeah my, my brain went in all kinds of directions so i chose robocop but i knew i knew i'd have a good time <laughs> but did i follow my own rules i i don't know mm. i don't know interesting so from my point of view um i i, I suppose i'm the opposite of you i mean i I watched this film. It came out in 1987, so it probably was released on video, VHS. may have been 1987, but I would imagine it's sort of 1988 that it's likely that I watched it. Um, so I would have been about 12, 12 years old when I watched this film. Um, how old would you, would you have been, roughly? I would have been roughly the similar sort of age, I, th- I think, to okay. be honest. But obviously you oh, saw uh, the, the edited version, which yes. I'm thinking now, I mean, what was that on? For like half an hour or something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if they cut Definitely everything shorter. out. Yeah. Um, so I would have watched it. Um, I've mentioned this many times before. You know, I've said it on when we did the Blue Jean Cop show. And, uh, you know, it was a film that I watched on VHS uh, around my nan and granddad's house when i went there as a lot as lot as a kid and watched the most inappropriate films you know uh obviously nothing hardcore porn that would have been weird um but you know in terms of like violent films and uh you know stuff that i shouldn't have watched it was it was generally a film that we we went to the vhs um the video shop i should say and we picked a film and robocop at one point was 
similarly to what you were saying about Goonies, um, you know, and, and those kind of films, it was on heavy rotation, you know, as a kid. I, yeah. I watched it a lot, um, and particularly in 1987, because um, you got uh, Predator, which came out in the same year. So I think I flip-flopped between those two films on VHS, renting them, you know, quite a lot at the time. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, and, and Robocop, I do watch, I say semi-regularly, you know, it's probably, uh, you know, every few years, I can't put, you know, say every couple of years, you know, 100% hand on heart, but it's definitely every few years. And I think the film, Robocop for me anyway, it's seared into my brain. You know, it's, there are so many quotable lines and scenes and things that have happened that happen in Robocop that it's just it's like I can sort of you know I can you, you remember you know Sherlock that did you watch the TV series with uh, yeah. Benedict come back you know when he sort of goes to his memory mind memory or what you know his his mind room or all that you know and he, he can basically pick out any inf- piece of information or fact or whatever it's a, yeah. it's a bit like that you know what I mean I can sort of I can go into my little place in my head and I can just picture the scenes of RoboCop because I've watched it that many times. Um, and it's perhaps, and we will talk about it perhaps a bit later when we get into the film, but um, the, the version I would have watched would have been the allowable version at the time, which was um, not the uncut version, which is the standard for now, I guess, uh, or the director's cut, if you want to call it that. Um, and it, it would have been interesting had I have had the same kind of reaction to it as a kid um had it have been the extra violent yeah because it's it's still a pretty violent film i mean even places definitely yeah and i think it's not just the violence but i think it's the the malice and the you know the kind of the the way that the the bad guys really enjoy inflicting pain on other people and and reveling it reveling in it it's not something you see often now is it in in any kind of action film mainly because they're all They've all been sterilised, but even even if you do pick one that's like might be a fifteen, or if you're really lucky, the actual just that level of yeah, that level of enjoyment of violence is still quite rare. I think. Yeah, um, but it's interesting thinking about it, like because I, I mean, like you know, you watch this at a very young age, and I think a lot of people from my childhood would have watched this film at a, a, the similar age, you know, that the yeah. that VHS kind of generation, you know, we would have watched this film when we shouldn't have watched it because it's an eight, it was an 18, still an 18, yeah. you know, even now it's still an 18. It hasn't, cause like they've kind of shifted the boundaries a little bit, you know, in terms of like some 18 films back then and their 15s, um, yeah. you know, but this is still an 18 movie. And I think rightly so, you know what I mean? It's, uh, but, the thing, if this film came out today, right, and you're at the age that you're at now, would you, and you saw the trailer or whatever, or if you even just saw the poster, would you have been attracted to watch it? Like, I'm not talking about t- trying to kind of think, you know, in the, the sort of, like, you know, the age that you're at now, as opposed to when you were a kid. There is a point to this, by the way. So, so if it was a new film now and I'm me now? Yes. I'm not talking about the remake either. I'm talking about th- this version. You know what I mean? So just th- the picture of him getting out of the car? Yes. 
most exciting thing in the world, is it? It's it, and also, I mean, just the the, to- the title of the movie, RoboCop. RoboCop. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fucking no, ridiculous, I, isn't it? You, yeah, you'd think it was like a, you'd think it was some kind of shitty B film. You you would, wouldn't you? And I think in the wrong hands, it could have definitely turned into a shitty B movie. But yeah. the thing, the appeal f- is that, and the, the point I was, try- I think I'm trying to make about this is that why it appealed to kids. It's because it was fucking cool, you know. Yeah. As as a kid, thinking about a robot that's a cop, and he's got a cool gun that shoots out of his leg, and you know he's got a spike that comes out of his fist, which you know isn't for violent purposes. I mean, but right. but why else would you have a fucking spike come out your fist? <laughs> um, you know, and he's got a cool visor, and he he shoots people in fun and exciting ways. You know, yeah. and he's got the biggest gun. He's got targeting system. Yeah, he's got he's got like computer game eyes. Yeah, it's great. All that's cool, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I think so. I think that's why, in some in a strange way, although this film was successful when it was released, you know, in cinemas and stuff, I think that a younger generation it it really captured the imagination of kids when it perhaps wasn't even aimed or intended to be watched by kids yeah and as, this is my theory on that is because and that's why there's been like robocop's kind of enjoyed hasn't it you know in terms of and then there were spin-offs you got the cartoon um you, you've got the tv show um the sequels i mean to be honest it tried as hard they tried as hard as possible to ruin it yes but it's endured. Yeah. The so, original still works. Well, like, but it, well, I, I bought, I mean, Robocop 2. No, no not a fan. Um, Robocop 3 I bought on a pirate VHS in Cyprus. And that was bollocks. Mm. That was when they started, when it, to, uh, to you know, cut the bollocks off it and just neuter it as a film. And it was yeah, rubbish. But that's the thing, isn't it? And I think, like, they did try and perhaps you know tone it down for a younger audience because it's, it's even got like a kid sidekick in the third one which i must yeah. admit i've only ever watched that probably about three two or three times i can't really remember much about it except he flies and um you know he fights like a ninja yeah. robot well that was the thing it's like they must have realized that oh you know what robocop's really popular with the kids so we'll make it for the kids but half the appeal of it for kids was that it wasn't for kids. Yeah, that, exactly. And I mean, then there's, um, you know, even today there's there's an advert on um, on British TV. I'm not, I can't remember what they're advertising. I think it's insurance. But I don't know if you've seen it. But like Robocop yeah. bursts in on a motorcycle, and then you know it's not obviously Peter Weller, but I'm just thinking, fuck me, this film is from 1987 originally, and it's like it's still. They're still using it. I mean, there's even talk that there's going to be another RoboCop movie. I mean, have you seen the the remake? Did you watch that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it was very. To be honest, bits of it weren't as bad as they could have been, but overall, it was. I don't know, right? If if this, this, if I don't, the remake's just a. It's just a chicken soup film. It's just bland. Mm. It's, a, it's a pile of mashed potato. It could be anything. It just looks like every other film and feels like every other film. Just sanitised, pretty much remake, blah. Doesn't really... Meh. Meh. It's like the Total Recall remake. It's just, just why bother? It, well, that's the other film that I was going to cite um, because they came out roughly the same time, in my head anyway. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> not in reality, but in my space time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, because there was that point where they seem to be remaking, you know, movies from the 80s and 90s. And so you got Robocop and you got Total Recall. And again, I mean, I watched Total Recall. Again, I've watched that once. I think it was bollocks. Um, yeah. And it's the thing that appeals for me anyway with Robocop. And I mean, the thing is, the remake had got a great cast. Uh, you know, some really good actors in there. But, like, they've removed pretty much all of the violence. And that's yeah. kind of the point. Uh, you know, that's the, to me, is part of the of Robocop. What makes Robocop? Yeah. It's really important to Robocop. Violence is really, it's really integral. Integral? That's not a word. What, what Inte- word I in- integral. That's the one. I'll just mix my letters up. Hey, uh, in- yeah, violence is integral to the whole film's plot point and everything it's trying to say. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, not like, even because um, the other little thing that we do for people who don't know is we talk about Sledgehammer at the moment uh, for the TV show. And I, I vaguely remember this that so even Sledgehammer jumped on the Robocop bandwagon. And so we're going to have to carry on till season two, episode 10, <laughs> because that to- that episode is called Hammeroid. And they I watched a little bit of it the other day and they um, basically set him up as they they tra- you know he hasn't ha- uh, sledgehammer has, has an accident and then they transform 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 him <laughs> into a version of, of <laughs> a version of robocop which is kind yeah. of what he is anyway you know in some ways yeah. um, can he not sit down in it because then he's hemorrhoid like ha- android hammeroid but then also hemorrhoid yeah. does he fart does he bleed out of his bum <laughs> does he itch i don't know yeah. um but i mean so that's my theory on why I think, f- for me, RoboCop anyway uh, appeals to kids because you can, you know, it, it it really captures the imagination of young people, or it did for me anyway. But then no, it, just, it just I... it happens to be so ultra violent, mm. you know, and it's also got a deeper story in terms of you know kind of um, capitalism and and back you know business and at the 80s and you know yuppies or whatever and all that kind of you know excess and and the gut you know as a, the, i'm going to use the word juxtaposed to the you know the the poor people on the street and all that kind of stuff you know um but anyway sorry go on what were you saying i think i remembered something i think i know the reason why i didn't rent it because the shop where is only our local like corner shop that did the vhs things this is before the days of blockbusters or ritzes I think I don't think Ritz's Ritz's had opened in in where I come from yet, so it's just the corner shop. They had all the posters up, Robocop, no coming soon, all that kind of jazz. When it did come in, it was one of those always had the little red tag on it, always on loan because they had one copy. And I think I think someone nicked it. Wow! Because it vanished, and I think that's why I couldn't watch it. And because it back in the day, it was like they still had the price stickers on them. It was like seventy nine ninety nine or something, mm. which was enough to buy a fucking house. Then <laughs> <laughs> that's probably why they didn't replace it. Yeah. But I mean, like, even the poster is fucking cool, isn't it? I mean, like I said, l- looking at it from that point, that time, I mean, even now, I think it's still an aw- awesome looking poster. But, you know, it was the colours, just the cool colours. Yeah. You know, you've got Robocop sort of like standing on a, by a car door, you know, and and the the red from the the siren kind of like pops on where his shield, you know, his visor is, his helmet. It just it looks awesome, you know. It's um, it, yeah. But as a new film, I wouldn't find it cool now, but because it was cool then, I know it's cool and it still is cool. And that makes no sense at all that I'm saying it's cool and non-cool at the same time. But 
one of them is if it's something I saw that was new now, or one of them just because of what it is to me now, then, then now. Yeah. But um, also, like, you got the video game. You know, I had it on the Spectrum. It came in. Oh, yeah. That was cracking. It's good. Yeah. I had a, I had a big box version, so it came with a poster. Yeah. So, and I know that cause Ocean released that. And obviously, Ocean did loads of um, film adaptations, you know, and TV adaptations, which some of them were shit and some of them were really, really good. And Robocop was one of the really, really good ones, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we like, you know, even that, it's it's like they're making a video game. Again, an 18-rated video game um, aimed at kids. Do you know what I mean? It's So it's that's kind of going back to my theory of... It's not a kid's film, but it was like kids that really kind of, you know, sort it out. Um, yeah. But I think that's the case, isn't it, from our generation anyways? That you I got- think so. I think, I, think, I think you're right, because... It just depends if your parents would get them for you or your grandparents or whatever. There was a whole world of every week you could get something you weren't supposed to see. And it was exciting. Mm. It's less exciting when you're an adult because you're allowed to see everything. But you know, to, to get that video, to get that 18 rated video out of the rental every week was brilliant. Yeah. And kids now don't have that because, you know, the parents might just go, oh, we've got Netflix. We'll just put a parental lock on it. And if you don't know the number, you that's it. You're buggered. Or you could, you know, well, there's probably ways around it on YouTube now, but it's not the same. It's not, it's that physical thing of going and choosing rather than just saying, browsing through two and a half billion things and then just watching everything for three seconds and then moving on to the next one. Yeah. yeah. Always a considered choice when you got to see one proper film a week, you always had, had a considered choice of what you were going to watch. Well, I say considered, it was generally, what's the poster like on the front of the box? Is there any blood on the back of the box yeah or any tits pictures of monsters or boobs yes um yeah but there you go so um robocop then um who is he where is he where does he come from um uh, so yeah it's peter weller um and at the time i mean for or a foray time i should say peter weller was one of my favorite actors purely down to i think robocop um, but then also, you know, as we've already discussed, one of our first shows, he was in Blue Jean Cop as well. You yes. know, um, I did like his something cop films. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there, there was a time where I really liked and, and kind of sought out um, Peter Weller movies because I thought he was a good actor. You know, he was he just seemed to have that sort of natural, uh, you know, every day, every man, every day kind of thing but you know there's something yeah. i don't know what it was there's something that kind of drew me towards him anyway you know um slightly odd looking bloke i still i still stand by that i don't know why looking at him now i think right yeah he can be an actor or he could be one of those people who stands in a market shouting about four punnets of strawberries for a pound yeah he looks like a looks like a grocer yeah <laughs> uh, <clears throat> excuse me and he plays officer murphy as we all know i think uh nancy allen plays his partner lewis um, Dan O. Herrily, he's just titled the old man. Um, on IMDb, you got Ronnie Cox as the dastardly Jick, Jick, Dick Jones, Jick Jones, yes. <laughs> um, Kurtwood Smith, Clarence Bodicker, um, and then you know you got his crew, Ray Wise as Leon, Paul McCrane, Emil, and, and uh, see, this is the thing for me as well. You know, perhaps diving a bit too far forward, but 
there's there's lots for me anyway that appeal to me about Rob, RoboCop, but it's also the crew. You know, the bad guys. Yeah. Bad guys can be so generic, can't they? You can you can get some that just like chew the scenery and um, you know just bollocks, um, and then you got some that try too hard or whatever. But there's something about like the bad guys in this, um, and uh, you know, particularly. Not just talking about the gang, but you got like Ronnie Cox as well as Dick Jones. They're just there's just something about them that just kind of makes the film work as well. Yeah, because you think about it, there's not there's not much in the way of exposition or anything. They are literally there to play. They're there as the character in the film. None of like no half an hour discussion on what they've done in the past. It's a, you know might get a real quick intro or quick one line of where they might be known or something. But the character they're, they're just characters they're just good characters mm. just played played well i think um yeah. uh, miguel ferrer as uh, morton uh, yeah. Bo- bob morton uh is no longer with us uh, uh no. sadly um but yeah i mean those are the main uh, so as i mentioned directed by paul verhoven now, that's the other thing as well now paul verhoven had done a lot of european sort of films before he did robocop um robocop was his first you know foray into hollywood i guess or you know he's um but then he went, he did like he seemed to go on this run of just making like blockbuster movies didn't he uh yeah. you know he did total recall uh after robocop did basic instinct i've never seen showgirls have you seen it yes see i've heard it's one of those films it's so bad it's good it's like it's... really shit but oh it's awful absolutely awful but you should watch it once at least right Okay, um, and then uh, Starship Troopers in '97, which t- takes a lot from RoboCop, but then you know it had the same writer as well, um, Ed Newmeyer. Uh, so you know that's not unexpected, I guess. Which there's, there's another film I haven't seen for a long time. Yeah, oh, I lo- really like Starship Troopers. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, Hollow Man, which is a bit near, if I'm honest with mm. you. I, I, have you watched that one with Kevin Bacon? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's alright. Yeah. Um, now. One of his more recent films um, is a film called Black Book. I don't know if you've watched that. It's set in World War II. Uh, no. About a female spy. It's a um, foreign language film, uh, but it's really, really good. It's kind of not the type of film you'd expect Paul Verhoeven to make. Um, really, it's a thriller, you know, It's uh, but it's, it's awesome. Really, really good. Recommend that. Um, a film that I watched um, f- with f- uh, part of the... the entertainment show with tina it's some time ago now a film called l um which is about a woman who is raped but then she plays a game of cat and mouse with the rapist um it's a strange film but it's really good um it's obviously the subject matter is a bit you know um yeah tough to, <laughs> to watch but um that doesn't sound fun it doesn't shy away from it all but i mean it's it's good that although she is the victim in a lot of ways how it kind of she becomes empowered to actually you know become the uh you know the, the person in charge so um but yeah i mean so that's the other thing about robocop is that for for a period of time i just like sort out Paul Verhoeven films, you know, yeah. because he just seemed to have that run of like from nineteen eighty seven to um, you know, ninety seven, I guess, um of just making some awesome films. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I mean as a what as a one two alone Robocop and Total Recall, that's not bad. No. Not at all. Um 
so yeah, have you got a synopsis? I think most people know what Robocop's all about, yes. but have you got one? Uh, yeah, we've got two to choose from. Ooh. Would you like? I mean, they're both. I mean, immense in detail. But would you like the? Uh, uh, would you like the Metacritic one, or would you like the IMDb one, sir? You may choose. Um, we'll go with Metacritic because that'll be a nice segue. Oh, true, true. Right. <clears throat> Um, when Officer Alex J. Murphy is murdered in a futuristic crime-ridden Detroit, scientists and doctors decide to turn him into a robocop. He seeks revenge when memories of his past life return. Ooh. Uh, there you go. Um, no, not the best. It's all right. No, Metacritic. We've there's Metacritic. Hooray! Yay! Um, so shall we? It's got. Uh, 67. Uh, that's 13 positive reviews, three mixed, no negative, which is nice. That's quite low, isn't it, really? I think so, but, you know, what do I know? We'll go with uh, one of the top ones, then you can pick perhaps one of the middling ones, and I'll go for yeah. one, one of the low ones. Uh, Empire Magazine. Um, it was this love of mayhem combined with a biting comic attack on neo-fascist corporatism. Um, most notably seen in the TV ads for products like the apocalyptic board game Nukem, which helped raise Robocop above the common sci-fi herd. Okay. I will go for someone who gave it a 63, and it's the Globe and Mail. This was by uh, Stephen Cole. Um, Robocop isn't going to win Verhoeven any medals. The focus remains on action, guns and gore, but it's a flashy movie with enough wit to be more than just another dumb bucket of bolts. Yeah, and then I'll go with um, one of the low ones, or middling ones, I guess. This is from the San Francisco Chronicle by Peter Stack. It's a violent yet occasionally funny film, thanks to some inventive gags that pop up, and it hits some of the same blood-splashed chords as Terminator. Uh, now, funnily enough, I watched the... Because I was looking at stuff on um, YouTube for Robocop, and I happened to come across the Barry Norman review, um, yeah. which... He didn't particularly like it. Uh, just said it's a very nasty film, you know, in terms of its tone, its violence. Um, it's well made, but it's ultimately a very nihilistic and violent film, uh, which, you know, I guess, you, you know, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but yeah. Um, right. So we, we've talked a little bit. So should we listen to the trailer? Yes. Here it is. We've got a volunteer. The body is on the way. Sure. All Detroit has a cancer. <laughs> cancer is crime. Turn the roll. As you know, we've entered into a contract with the city to run local law enforcement. We were able to save the left arm. What? I thought we agreed on total body prosthesis. Now lose the arm, okay? We get the best of both worlds, onboard computer-assisted memory and a lifetime of on-the-street law enforcement programming. Hey, Lewis, it's Supercop. This guy is really good. He's not a guy, he's a machine. What are they going to do, replace us? Murphy, it's you. Go get him, boy. Thank you. You have the right to remain silent. You have the right to an attorney. Anything you say may be used against you. You better back up, pal! Your move, creep. 
the future of law enforcement. RoboCop. Thank you for your cooperation. Right, that was the trailer for RoboCop. Um, now, one of my favourite parts of the show, and the, part of the reason why I get out of bed in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> is uh, is to find out how many notes, how many pages of notes you've made. How many have you done? Well, whoa. Okay. <coughs> right, well, I have eight and a half pages. But there is a slight issue in that um, I first... I watched the first half of the film. Ooh, how long ago was it? It Probably like a month ago. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I've got month-old notes for the first half. I, 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 I might struggle a little bit with them, if I'm honest. The, the, yeah. And then I have, uh, I have four and a half pages from yesterday, which are better. But, the, I mean, I... Yeah, there's some words here I'm not entirely sure of, but maybe it'll make sense. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah. I uh, so <clears throat> excuse me. I, we were intending to um, actually record this show. I can probably tell you exactly when because uh, I did a little Twitter. Oh, there we go. I think it was the fifteenth of July. Oh, fucking hell! Was it? <laughs> <laughs> um, for the for the people who are listening, we are recording this on the second of September. <laughs> Ooh, right. Well, we were speaking about was it was it middle of July we recorded last? No, because that would have been about two or three weeks after we did Condor Man, wouldn't it? When we were going to sort that out. Yeah. Ooh, that's a long time. So it's been a while. So, um, <laughs> like I said, I've watched this film sort of back then, but and and, and my notes are reflected of back then. However, like I said. You know, I can generally remember uh, things that go on in in this movie because it's just it's 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 imprinted on my mind. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, just um, as well. Um, so we'll say so we'll we'll sort of pick up where it all starts off, really. Which and I think that's what one of those Metacritic reviews said. Um, in as much as the interspersed throughout the film, you've got almost like kind of a bit of the exposition. But it's done in a yeah. really clever way by through these news reports, isn't it? Um, you know, because it opens up, you know, like with the static screen, and then you got all the new, you know, the little screens, TV screens, screens, and you got Casey Wong, who's uh, a recurring character throughout the film. Although they turn him to him to a complete dipshit in the third one. I don't know why they. I mean, like they they added him. You know, they just he didn't they didn't need to do what they did, which was, you know, he was just a news reporter. But there's a scene in it where they go behind the scenes and they they sort of he's picking his nose. And it's just like, why? Just uh, that's because kids find people picking their noses hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it sets it up in as much. But and this, this is the thing. I think this is the clever thing that Paul Verhoeven did with it, because. You know, initially he didn't like the script, didn't want to do it. His wife convinced him to do it because she saw th- something beyond just the the pure violence and the you know. Is that Vera Verhoeven? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. Why? I don't know. I just thought it'd be cool. We called Vera Verhoeven. That would be quite good. Yeah. Um, or Veronica. Veronica Verhoeven. I don't know. Uh, mm, that's a bit posh. A bit posh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the media break, you know, it's the adverts, yeah. it's the heart operations, it's get yourself a sports heart by Yamaha. Uh, <laughs> y- y- 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although we, we do start with the, again, a bit of world, but we do start with potential nuclear war, which everyone's looking forward to. Yes. And is the, Right, I don't know what I've written here. Uh, before before the family heart centre, <laughs> what you just mentioned, I, I think it's set with mm, weightless president. Yeah, yes. The, there's a scene where the president, uh, he, he's testing out a space sh- shuttle or something. Uh, oh, good. And good. Uh, yeah, uh, and but the thing is, like, you know, it's, they're making light of all these kind of little things, like you said that, you know, um, and then they show three dead policemen. Uh, you yes. know, uh, and you know it's the suspect. The main suspect is Clarence Bodica, um, yeah. and you think, well, if they if they're putting out his details on the main news, then it'd be fairly easy to catch. <laughs> You'd think so, wouldn't you? I mean, this is the thing. I mean, what's this? The first two minutes of the film? Yes, and after that's made up with bloody weird adverts. We already know that there's problems with police getting killed. Uh, people blame OCP because they've been contracted to basically fund the police. So we know OCP are bastards. We know Dick Jones is a dickhead because his, in his interview he comes across as an arrogant fuck. And we know Clarence Bodick is a baddie. Yes. In, in one scene, it's set up It's set up all the baddies straight away. Bang. And the world. And, and the other thing as well is that I like about it is that there's there's no... I like it when films do this. Is that there's there's no um, uh, it's not credits, is it? It's the the sort of like where it introduces the actors. It's you know it it, it, yeah. it puts up on the screen you know um, like it would it doesn't say Peter Weller. It doesn't say you know um, Peter Weller is Ronnie Cox. It, yeah. yeah, it's just like you get the camera sort of like swoops over some water and it's just like the big RoboCop yeah. um, you know title screen pops up and then you've got yeah. like a you know, it's. I like that when films do that. It's very cool. I, I do. Although having said that, I have in the last few years, I have started to miss opening title sequences because most films don't have them anymore. Okay. They just seem to do a cold open. The film happens, and at the end, you get part one of the credits where it leads up. It tells you who was in it, and then it tells you the film's name, and then you get the second part of the credits where it's all the fucking scrolly rolly wolly stuff. Mm. But so many films now just don't have credits at, at the start at all. But I am starting to miss them. But I did appreciate this because it's just, yeah, Robocop, straight in, bang. Yeah. So we go to a police station and uh, it's a fairly typical police station in a lot of ways. It's kind of like what you'd see on, on TV and movies. Uh, you know, it's very busy. There's lots of criminals. Um, there's there's lots of kind of people pushing and shoving uh, and, and things like, you, like you that. S- you, say, you say normal police station. I mean, I'm, I'll be honest, I've not been in many. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure if you go actually go into a police station, it's actually probably pretty quiet. Whereas this, I don't know, it, it, sort of a half police station or it looks almost like a hu- busy journalist room from another film. There's just people sat behind desks, paper everywhere and people shouting, pushing, fights breaking out, all sorts of stuff. Whereas... No, you never got that in the bill, did you? That was just uh, that was just Sergeant Cryer sat behind the desk waiting for uh, waiting for Tosh. Tosh, Tosh! yes, <laughs> uh. <laughs> waiting for Tosh to bring in a, a bastard or Burnside to bring in a slag. <laughs> yeah, again, our American listeners will have no idea what we're talking about. But um, no. uh, yeah, um, I suppose if you're going to compare it to Sledgehammer's precinct uh you know it's it's a bit more violent and a bit more pushy and a bit more fighty but uh you know there's there's people milling about there's lawyers trying to get 
people off. There seems to be a homeless woman walking around. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's just busy, um, and you yeah. can tell that the cops are obviously overstretched and they've got lots going on and uh you know the the kind of the, the camera follows them into their locker room and this is another thing that follows that follows on with starship troopers like the unisex lockers uh you know yes. you got the men and women there doesn't seem to be any any sort of separation between them um the men are perfectly comfortable and happy with the women being around them getting naked and whatever but the thing is the women are quite oh, manly yeah. aren't they yeah <laughs> yeah yeah they're not yeah, they're not a bunch of foxes, are no, they? No, it's not like Denise Richards or uh, Dina Meyer <laughs> getting a, getting a tits out. <laughs> no. uh, you know, there's no way I'd be showering. Um, you know, because in Starship Troopers, it, it would just be impossible. Um, yeah. So, uh, but no, it's a bit more. You know, the women even kind of look like men in a lot of ways. They've got short hair, and you know, they. <laughs> <laughs> They even look like men with their short hair and their trousers. Oh, dare they? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, Why aren't they wearing skirts? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, anyway, please don't send any complaints uh, about my rampant sexism. Um, but uh, yeah, then. Well, you'd ignore you, you ignore any letters anyway because you could tell it was from a woman because it smelled of perfume. <laughs> yes, uh, but then obviously they're talking about striking, which you know. Then Sergeant Reed comes in, uh, and you know they they says that they're, they're cops, they don't strike, uh, but they then realise that the, uh, the the cop that w- was fighting for his life essentially has died um uh, which again is again another sort of demoralizing factor in you know they're just basically being it's ocp are just shafting them aren't they since uh, pretty yeah, much since yeah. ocp took over they're just nailing the cops um just kind of letting them just get killed that's pretty much yeah. it isn't it you know and, and then obviously later on we find out that that is ultimately kind of their plan isn't it Privat- yeah, privatize the, the police but also to um to to for them to you know develop their uh experiments you know and and their um what's the word i'm looking for their um not experiments is the wrong word but te- their technology uh, you know yes they have they have to have people that are legally dead <laughs> which yeah. you know they don't tell the cops that because <laughs> i'm sure they yeah. you know if they did they they have a change of career um but uh, yeah, I mean, the, the film itself is set in uh, it's old Detroit, isn't it? Which yeah. the thing is, I mean, I've been to parts of America, but it's like the fun parts, like Florida, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Disney. So I can't claim to have seen the real America as such. But even from I've always been fascinated by America, you know, even from a kid, you know, uh, watching American films, listening to American music, watching American TV. So. I've always had a fascination with it and but and even though I've never been to Detroit maybe it's because of this film I've always thought of it as it's a shithole um <laughs> I, but I don't know if that's true or not I think Alan actually came originally from from Detroit uh, I should have asked him um yeah. or Chicago you know um do you know what I mean like those kinds of places yeah. you've just uh, it's it's fine if you think parts of America are shit well, it's if you're if you're you're basing that only on films, it's fine. <laughs> you're not going to offend anyone. Yeah, um, but um, yeah. Anyway, so 
um, then you know, obviously you're int- like I said, you're introduced to Murphy, who's kind of he walks in, yeah. and uh, you know, he got transferred in again by OCP, um, but he just seems to take some stuff in his stride, doesn't he? You know, yeah. Um, Despite his slightly weird face, he's yeah, he's, he's pretty much he's, yeah, he's, he's comfortable. One of the first things he sees is, is uh, some vagabond starts a fight, and uh, one of your one of your short-haired man <laughs> uh, beats beats the shit out uh, of him, and uh, that's Lewis, as it turns out, who will then be his partner. Although she's not overly impressed at having a new partner, was one of. Was her previous partner one of the cops who died recently? I don't know. I don't think it's implied that that's the case, but um, possibly, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, she's like you said. She's kind of that. There's a bit of tension between the two of them because you know, mm. he wants to be in charge, but you know she kind of wants to be in charge because it's it's the whole thing about you know who's driving the car, which you know. Yeah. Uh, well, the whole thing is he's pretty arrogant, and he seems to have come. F- been uh not transported what's it called you said Tra- the word about two transferred transferred there you go transferred from like a, a much quieter precinct or somewhere nice uh, and he's, he's sort of walking in all cocky and everyone's just looking at him as if to say you're a knob you're gonna be you'll be dead within the day <laughs> yeah yeah uh but then you get in the car and it's the sort of you know it's one of those moments that you don't think of at the time Although you may think, oh, that's quite cool, because he does a little wheel spin uh, with yeah. the car, which later becomes relevant, you know, as a bit of a uh, moment for Lewis to realise that there's there's something going on. Um, what, why? Why do they always build, in films, why do they always build the ramps out of the car park at such an angle that when you hit, when you go up that ramp at a certain speed, the back of the car has to hit the floor and create sparks? Yeah, I don't know. Looks cool. But yeah, you're right. It, yeah. You are right. Um, yeah, but the the, the, the mathematic the mathematician construction people who create car parks are terrible. Mm. Just l- lower that by one point three degrees, and I think you get away spark free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so then you go to OCP, which is the total opposite contrast of the police department, which is a bit of a rough shit hole. Obviously, these are huge skyscrapers. You know, very posh. Um, and you've got three executives going uh, up for a demonstration for Ed 209. Um, yes. And, um, you know, so then you see Bob, Bob Morton, uh, and he's talking to Kenny um, and um, another executive. And, that you know, they're, they're sort of talking about, um, you know, Ed 209 is what they're pumping all the money into. But, you know, Bob's got this yeah. backup plan, um, you know, but... Basically, Dick Jones isn't happy about that, so because he he wants Ed Two Hundred Nine to succeed. Uh, well, they've got a grand plan, haven't they? Because they're trying to build Delta City. Yes, basically where old Detroit is. Um, Ed Two Hundred Nine is being sold as their twenty-four hour policeman because uh, crime is a cancer. Yes, uh, but the, the the actual the you know the, the actual plan for Ed Two Hundred Nine is to probably kill people. But then you sell it to the military, you sell it to the military, and make millions that way. It's just a Smoke screen for selling to the military as a weapon, essentially, isn't it? Yeah, and they're in a boardroom, and uh, like I said, the old man's delivering a bit of a speech. Um, Does he have a name, or is he only known as the old man? Just the old man, I think. I, I'm yeah, pretty sure he's the old man. Me a little. Yeah. 
Um, and um, so they're sort of talking, and then after the speech, or sort of during the speech, you know, because Bob's a bit of a brown nosing arsehole as well. I mean, yeah. he hasn't, he's a bit of a shitbag, but he's not as much of a shitbag as like Dick Jones, who's clear. Yeah, I mean, both Bob and Dick are both cunts. Like, you know, <laughs> And it's it's just that it's just that doggy dog yuppie thing going on, isn't it? Where they both want to they both want to fuck each other over, basically. But they're both yeah, they're both brown nosing assholes who'll shit on anyone just to get to where they want to be. Yes, absolutely. Um, and uh, so at one point, he even like applauds, like really, you know, exuberant. Oh, he's like, oh my god, disgusting. It, yeah, every workplace has got someone like that. Though. <laughs> someone's someone's giving a PowerPoint about I don't know. Mm. The flow of let's talk about the oh there's a new concrete out and it's got a better flow rate and there's always someone who starts giving a round of applause and you just think God, fucking die you knob end. <laughs> um, no, I didn't know this mm. until I started to sort of look into the film a little bit more. Um, do you know what Ed Two O Nine stands for? I mean, first of all, I think it's awesome name just for a, a droid or a robot because um, yeah, it became iconic straight away, didn't it? Yeah, um, but do you know what the Ed stands for? Ed, Ed, Ed. Oh, Eggy Death. Uh, Edmund David. Uh, Egad. Death. Uh, Ernest. To give up. Edward. Elephant. Elephant droid. It, it, it's no. It's it, it. Once you hear it, you'll. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, it's in for. Which case? Oh. Oh, enforcement droid. Did you know that? No. Oh, you're right. Well, no, I didn't actually know. Oh, well, you guessed it right. Well done. Yes. In- well, you said enf. I couldn't think. Of, it's not enchilada. I couldn't think. Of enf-, <laughs> en- enf. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, enforcement droid. So there you go. I don't. I'm not sure where the. That's nice, nice friendly name. Where the the two oh nine came in. Um, you know, maybe this was the second. Yeah. Uh, second hundred and second hundred and nine. 209th yeah. that's even, that's a better way of saying it, isn't it uh the two well, maybe someone's funny it's available 20 hours a day nine days a week oh which makes no, no sense. no that's making sense but maybe this is like their 209th prototype that actually works maybe bloody hell that's a lot of prototypes um but, but i don't know i'm guessing that but uh yeah so but then um dick jones um starts delivering a bit of speech and you can tell that bob's attitude because he, he's got total disrespect for bob uh, for Dick, hasn't he? You know, yeah. uh, he just even like the way he kind of he turns away when he's d- speaking, the way he sniffs when he looks at him. I don't know that you can just totally tell that he just really dislikes uh, Dick Jones. Yeah, I mean, there are many reasons Dick's ideas a lot better. Yes, because it doesn't it, doesn't require the use of dead bodies. <laughs> would be well, number one. Yes. Um, and again, another sort of like you don't think about it at the time, but it's relevant later on um, because he, uh, you know, uh, Dick says the phrase, you know, good business is where you find it. Um, and then they introduce Ed 209 into the room. And what do, what do you think about the design of Ed 209? Um, imposing. Yes. I mean, if it's basically two giant guns, it's a bipedal tank, for want of a better term, which they've decided to insert, like, lots of very loud, angry, growling animal noises into. So, this is supposed to replace all your policemen to get rid of crime, but I'm assuming it's also supposed to replace the police, where, you know, when an old lady goes, excuse me, officer, um, I can't find the dildo shop. Where's the dildo (laughs) shop? 
And Ed 209 answering is not going to be right because it's going to growl at the old lady, have a very stern voice, tell her where the fucking dildo shop is, and the old lady's going to die of a heart attack. Mm, yeah. It's... Um... I mean, I, it looks impressive, you know, it, like you said, it's, yeah. it's imposing um, and it kind of stomps into the room. Um, <laughs> it's not built for stealth, is it? it no, none of, well, actually, none of these robotic cops are built for stealth particularly, but yeah. <laughs> you, <don't, laughs> you can't see it doing any undercover work, can you really? Uh, <laughs> With a fake moustache and a pair of glasses on the front of it. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be going... <laughs> the trench coat. <laughs> It's not going to be sort of like you know there aren't going to be any kind of episodes of the, the of RoboCop kind of crossed over with the Wire, uh, really. No. <laughs> um, but you know, so um... hello, I'd like to buy some drugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I must admit, although you can tell clearly tell it's a stop motion, you know, yeah. it's it's a it's a huge model initially, but then when it moves, it is a stop motion model, which I get a kick out of all that still i think it looked yeah you, you can tell and you know it's not there but again it's tangible because it was actually a thing that they've animated so yeah i've always i've, I've got a soft spot for, for animatronics stuff. yeah um and then uh you know dick's really proud of of um of this uh wants to test it out to, to demonstrate you know what it does so gives mr kenny the opportunity to do that um which is you know in hindsight not a good move for him but still so also this so this is the thing now maybe for the demonstration they've done it why do they have a fucking huge gun in the boardroom um that's a fair question it's a fair question uh you know one day we'll need to demonstrate something yeah let's just have a huge i think it looks like desert eagle type it's a, mm. it's one of those pistols that's fucking massive it's a proper hand cannon is it also for, for demonstration purposes why not put blanks in ed 209 yeah because what yeah you, uh, good point again but um so immediately as uh, he picks the gun up and then he, there's a little joke because he points it at, at Dick Jones instead of um, Ed 209, which, again, you'd think just him picking a gun up would be... So it's like, again, so here's a little demonstration of a bit how, how shit kind of Ed 209 is because it doesn't react until he points the gun at him. So yeah. people could walk around the streets with guns, but just don't point them at Ed 209 and you'd be fine. Yeah, He's very self-centred, is Ed 209. Yeah, because he doesn't give a fuck about either him pointing the gun at the vice president of the company. Um, okay, no. <laughs> but, you know, point the fucking gun at me, you bastard. Um, so, anyway, points the gun at him, and then he kind of, like, get that, kicks into that, you know, kind of growl, and yeah. you have 20 seconds to comply. Uh, He's a bit fucking harsh, isn't he, Ed He only ever gives you 20 seconds regardless. yeah. I mean, what if what if you're in the middle of some caper? I don't know. Say if you're like if you're Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. Say you're hanging from a ceiling. You're halfway through cracking a safe or something. You've got wires coming out of your bum while you're hanging down. Special laser glasses. Lots of computery digity boo bars. Ed two hundred nine stomps in. You've got twenty seconds to comply. By comply, he means you've got to take all your stuff off, turn all your stuff off, undo your wires, get down the floor and pray. What if you? That might take you more than twenty seconds. Yeah. Um, so. Kenny throws the gun down onto the floor um, and because he's even a bit shocked by I think you know 
the the sort of the the voice, the stance, the the fact that he's got fucking two big huge gun arms uh, that, that <laughs> immediately start pointing at him and training on him. Um, you would do, wouldn't you? You'd shit yourself. Yeah, but absolutely. Even then, he shits himself even more because. Um, even though he's throwing the gun on the floor, uh, Ed 209 doesn't stop. <laughs> and, you know, no. you now have 10 seconds to comply. Uh, and and everybody's pan- panicking, particularly Mr. Kennedy. just getting out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, help me, help! Uh, uh, and, you know, people are pushing him away. You now have five seconds to comply. Uh, and then, you know, I'm now authorised to use deadly force. And it's like the... No, yeah. in the... Uh, well, I'm guessing the version you watched on TV, you wouldn't have seen any of this. Um, well, I think on the TV version, you see a couple of pop, pop, pops of blood packs as he as he goes flying back onto the um, onto the little model. Is it a model? Is it a table or is it the it's, model? It's a model of Delta City. Delta ironically C- yeah. enough, yeah. As he, yeah. So you see him go back onto that, and then that's it. What you don't see is the you know all of the shooting beforehand. Then he falls down, and then he turns him into fucking burgers. <laughs> yeah. And on in the extended version, there's like a good few extra seconds of ju- just just yeah. the shits and giggles of just him being absolutely pummeled with. <laughs> with I mean, these aren't even small bullets, are they? they these are going to no, be like fifty no. caliber, fucking, you know, just body shredders. Yeah, I mean, by rights, really, the wall and the window behind him should be smithereens because they would have just travelled through him like butter. Yes. But, you know, yeah, instead it just minces him into a puddle, essentially. Yes. <laughs> All the old man says is, Dick, I'm very disappointed. <laughs> and But then also, because there's a little bit of silence after he, he either runs out of ammo or they manage to pull the wires out so that he stops, you know, turning him into, a, like, a, like you said, a burger. Um, then somebody, I think it's Johnson, um, he's the black guy who's in, in, who's in the hot... Uh, the, the lift with the, the with the elevator. Um, somebody shouts, "Call a paramedic!" <laughs> For what? What? They, no. I don't. Th- <laughs> no, you need at that point. You need a janitor with a mop bucket. Yeah, I don't think it's going to do a great deal. Um, but yeah, like you said the old man's a bit disappointed, um, and then Bob seizes the opportunity to step in at this point. With- yeah, I mean. Doesn't feel sorry for the for the corpse on the floor to get straight in there to you know put his hands right up the old man's bottom and say, "I've got a RoboCop idea that's better." Yes, essentially. Yeah. And the old man says, "Yes, they can be ready in ninety days." You know, pretty yeah. much. Um, and Dick's not happy. No, not at all. Because and what I like about this is that sort of like when Bob tells the old man about this and like you said, um, Dick's pissed off. And then the camera faces uh, on Dick, um, and you, you've got the klaxon going on in the background because of the, you know, I'm guessing that what's happened, you know, uh, with Ed Two Hundred Nine. But it's almost like there's a little klaxon going off, like I'm pissed yeah. off, I'm angry, kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. like, you know. Um, but I quite like that. Um, so yeah, and then. So you get a little scene of them going down in the, at the elevator. So this is Johnson and Bob now. And Bob admits that basically he's restructured the police department to cause deaths for potential candidates, you know. So he, he's, yeah. a, I mean, as much as Dick Jones is one of the, if not the main villain of this, Bob's a fucking arsehole. 
you know. Yeah, ba- basically, yeah, it's basically from about two arseholes who are equally unlikable, making robot things, but one of them's had a film made about it and the other one hasn't. Yes, um, but uh, yeah. So then we go to a little coffee shop, uh, or well, it's not even, that makes it sound like Costa or Starbucks. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> It's it's basically a little stand um, where yeah. Lewis and um, and and Murphy are having a, a coffee, uh, and he's doing his little twirly gun thing, which yep. you know um, I'm sure if that would have been the case today, some member of the public would have filmed it and complained. Uh, you yeah, know. definitely. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know that's kind of like breaking the ice a little bit and he admits that you know he gets a kick out of doing it although he initially says he does it because his kid you know his son watches a a show called tj Lazer. yes which imme- immediately made me think of a futuristic tj hooker tj hooker yep um <laughs> i now want to see a robot william shatner <laughs> yeah um and um I must admit, now this is going back to when I was a kid, but and then you know things like Costa and Starbucks weren't a thing; they didn't exist. So you know you have no. a greasy spoon calf, but even then I wouldn't have gone to a, a calf for a coffee. Uh, well, no. I, I wouldn't have drank coffee. I don't think when I was fourteen or thirteen. No, it's a Happy Shop a lemonade or a Panda Pop. Yes, uh, or a roller cola, or oh, yes. or something like that. You know. Uh, or a bottle of Corona that you'd get from the the pop man, um, but uh, no. So <laughs> even the coffee cups kind of looked a little bit futuristic because they're like square at the bottom, which yeah, I thought yeah. was quite cool. But um, just a little detail that you know I noticed when I was a kid. Um, so then they get a call on the radio, and this is where you meet the bad guys for the first time you know, or the gang and they're in the van, they've robbed a bank or they've robbed something because, um, that, that, the, you know, Clarence is going absolutely fucking ape shit. Um, yeah, cause they burnt the money. Yes. Um, and I, th- I mean, it must be a bank cause there's a lot of money there or it's a dildo shop. One of the it, two. Yeah. Uh, or it's, uh, it's, you know, I'd buy that for a dollar, uh, mm-hmm. kind of thing. But anyway, it's, yeah. And the, this is your introduction to Clarence, and Clarence is a fucking mentalist, really. I mean, he's so yes. violent, you know, but he doesn't have that look about him. I mean, I suppose this is what I was saying about, you know, your typical bad guys from that era, thinking about films like Cobra, you know, these kind of, uh, or Commando even, you know, these, uh, I suppose, muscly type bad guys. Yeah. He's not. I think it's the glasses. I think it's the way he looks. Um he just looks like a little rat, but he's a psychopath. I think that's, that's what makes him so good. Like you said at the time, he's not a lot of the, a lot of the a lot of the other baddies from what like a Arnie film or a Sly film, whatever. They'd all they'd be the henchmen for a person like this at some point. But he doesn't even have henchmen. But he's just a like a greasy ratty little scrope. But he's proper dangerous because he actually doesn't give a shit about anyone. Hmm. Even he's, I mean, he, he, I think you can tell that he's fairly close with his crew, but um, Bobby, um, who's one again, another little famous line coming up, but uh, he, does, he doesn't yeah. seem to give a fuck about Bobby, or at least once he becomes a liability for him, then that's yeah. it, you, you, you're gone, kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, everyone, everyone's just expendable. Expendable, yeah. You, although you, you, you kind of get the feeling that. Um, the other people in the crew, there's a bit of a bond between them. There's a bit more of a bond. I, I kind of get the feeling, but 
you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there, you know, there's a bit of a chase, bit of a shootout. Um, this, I thought this was quite cool, you know, because there's no backup, um, and you know, they open the back, uh, the back door, start unloading with the shotguns. The car disappears. It's gone around the other side, and then you know, Murphy's hanging out the window doing his dual pistol wielding. Uh, you know, and it, it, he shoots Bobby in the leg. Um, Another good squib. Yeah, and um, and then you know, so they kind of retreat a little bit so they can reload. And you know, Clarence, you know, utters the the line, "Can you fly, Bobby?" Uh, you know, and chucks him out the window. Oh, chuck, no, chucks him out the window. Yeah. Chucks him at the back of the van. You know. Yeah, onto the on, onto uh, onto Lewis and Murphy's window. Yeah, which is cool. Which it is cool. I mean. He's an arsehole, but it is cool. Yeah, um, because they've pumped the loads of shotgun, uh, and shotguns seem to be their kind of weapon. You know, they, they don't seem to yeah. carry much else. Um, but you know, they've pumped loads of shotgun uh, shells or um, whatever cartridges into the uh, the the car, but that hasn't really done it. So let's chuck a person on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'll deal with them. Well, you see, your shotgun is really a short-range weapon, isn't well, it? Well, yes. Um, we, uh, we, we all know that from Doom and every first-person shooter ever. Yes. I was just going to say, if we've learned anything from video games, it's that shotguns have got a good spread, but you only ever use them when you're close up to an enemy. Yeah, up close and personal. That's when you shotgun someone in the face. Yes. Uh, and so they retreat to an old steel mill. Uh, like I said, there's no backup. Uh, <laughs> of course, it's an old steel mill. It had to be an old steel mill. Yes. Um, Lewis and Murphy sort of, you know, are looking for the crims. Um, uh, and they split up. Why? Yeah, don't know. Don't know. Classic mistake. You know, that's not a good idea. Because there's only two of them. And there's um, how many of the other gang are there? Well, they don't. Well, they don't know exactly how many. But there's got a. They they've got a rough idea because they've been shooting at them. There's about four of them yeah. at least, isn't there? Yeah. Exactly. Um, but anyway, so Lewis catches Leon, who's having a piss, uh, and he's doing his sort of like warbling whistle um, as he's pissing, um, and she gets distracted by his big black cock. Yeah, she can't <laughs> help but look at his todger. It's a little disappointing because you think she's above it, but it's like. I don't know, I'm going to arrest you, but I'm just going to look at your dong first. Yeah, it even says, like, you know, do you mind if I zip this up? Um, and she just looks down, which gives him that yeah. second to knock the gun out of her hands and punch her off her, yeah. you know, the side of a what do you call it? It's like a, a platformy Pl- walkway platform. thing. Platform, yeah. Yeah. Which isn't good. Yeah. But And she's out of the game then. Yeah, um... And then there's um, another bad guy who I don't think was in the van, but he's talking to Emil um, uh, about, uh, you know, uh, robberies and being a criminal, basically, and smoking um, uh, and... What, watching watching TV. Yes. The, and doing, doing that thing where people laugh in a way that I have never laughed at the television quite as loud. Not like, like they just turn it on and within a second, they are fucking wetting themselves. It, it is. Now, this is another funny thing, isn't it? I'd buy that for a dollar because Yeah. what are your thoughts on this? I mean, what, what do you think it is? Uh, well, I think I'd have to watch a whole episode. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know the motivations or the you know the plot arc or is this a, is this a one shot deal or is it there an overspanning arc over the entire series? I've no idea. But it's just a lechy old man saying I'd buy that a dollar while looking at some booze. Yeah, it's it's me. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Benny Hill. Um, you know, you've got like a dirty old man, and then there's just women get covered in cake, get their tits out a little bit, uh, and his catchphrase is. I'd buy that for a dollar, um, which, but they find it absolutely hilarious. Oh, amazingly funny! I mean, I mean, proper laugh out the proper lolling might be the uh, modern term for yeah. It. I mean, they're not far away from ruffling. Uh, waff from what? Ruffling. Ruff, oh, <laughs> yeah. I thought you said waff, waffling. <laughs> ruffling. They aren't far from ruffling. Yes. But they are lolling. Yes. Um, now, just going back a little bit, why didn't uh, Leon kill Lewis or at least investigate her body to see if she was actually dead? Yeah. Or, or, or tie her up? tell anyone else that there's police in the building. Yes. Uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe he had a slight erection from having a lady stare at his knob and maybe just thought, I'll just crack one yeah. off. Um, but then Murphy bursts in shoots one of the the bad guys the one bad guy who you know isn't part of the crew particularly <laughs> yeah the not a meal the, one. yes the expendable one and uh you know then he utters another line uh you know dead or alive you're coming with me um which there's a little sort of like musical cue when he says that and and then because it hark you know it, it it'll become relevant later on um yeah. but then uh he gets captured and um then it's one of the most brutal things, you know, in the film. And, yeah. and there's already been one, yeah. and the film hasn't been on that long uh, because you know you've you've seen Kenny get absolutely massacred, and now you see Murphy get fucking, you know, done in. <laughs> yeah, because Clarence is not happy, is he? That he's come in and he uh, takes his helmet off, gives him a give him a butt to the back of the leg, so he's kneeling. And uh, then I can't read my writing. Well, he does. Oh, he does like the. Yeah, it's it's the speech, isn't it? You know, he kind of like he he pins Murphy down to the floor, puts his foot on his his hand, or his wrist, exposing his hand, and you know he he sort of says, you know, cops don't like me, so I don't like cops, you know, and but there's almost like this is what I like about Clarence is that. There's kind of like, there's the psychotic side, which just can instantly turn violent. But there's kind of like a bit of a softer side to him, like almost where the way he talks to Murphy before, you know, he, he blows his hand off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, it's that kind of like enjoyment in in the tension of what he's going to do, yeah. you know, and uh, it's pretty horrible. I mean, it's. Even now, it's still quite. I find it quite shocking. I mean, and I've seen I've seen it that many times, you know, and it's still it's it's pretty awful. Yeah, I mean, his hand just turns into a puddle. I mean, on the 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 original version, you don't see any of that. You you see him shoot, but you never see the you never see the hand go. See, I I think you do on the original version, but you don't see him holding the stump with all the blood pouring out. The ITV version, I don't think you saw any of that. Oh, okay, okay. You saw you basically what happened there is you saw you saw him shoot, you didn't see the hand go pop, you didn't see him hold the stump. 
when he gets back up, you certainly didn't see his other arm get blown well, off. Well, no, and that is in the extended version. That, oh, yeah, you right, never saw right. that in the original version. So, um, yeah, in the extended version, it, they actually blow his arm off, um, which yeah. is kind of mental, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, because he's trying to stagger... That's the thing. He's trying to stagger away and pull... Not Paul Weller. Peter Weller's doing his weird <laughs> face thing. Because sometimes Peter Weller's face is a bit odd. Mm. And this is one of them. I mean, it's the right face for him to pull. He's just a weird looking fella. Mm. And they make him turn around and... Yeah. that Then that's actually what you see in the version that I originally saw was... You know, when Lewis is coming and she sees everyone through the, through the um, fence just firing... Yeah. That's all you see. You didn't really see any of the stuff where he's actually getting hit. You got you got him screaming because he does scream. That's that's the thing. That's what makes it worse is he's getting pummeled. But you got to remember he's wearing a bulletproof jacket, so obviously that he's you know, eventually that's going to give in. But at first it must be like I've had my hand chopped off, my arms about to get blown off. It must have been almost like being beaten to death before he was shot to death while his while his bulletproof jacket could take what he was getting. Mm. Because they don't hit him in the head until the final shot. They're just pummeling his body with everything they've got. And all his armour would eventually just given in. And then he gets shredded. Mm. It, it's, it, it's nasty. It's, it's easy. It's horrible. It's one of the... It's it's a real horrible execution scene. And I think, like yeah. I said, it's it's the it's the enjoyment that, that they're all getting out of it. You know, and even when they're... Oh, they're loving yeah, it. Yeah, when they've, they run out of ammunition at one... You know, at the end. And, and like, you know, yeah. uh, Leon even kind of says, you know, does it hurt? Which is... Fuck me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yes. Uh, it's it's pretty, yeah. It's it, uh, and this is what I was saying earlier on about, you know, there's a little bit extra in in this uh, version, you know, in terms of the violence and stuff. Obviously, it's still pretty violent. I watched when I was a kid, but would I have been that a bit more turned off by it because of how? Or would I don't think I would actually no. <laughs> no, no, you, you, no, because it had it. It's one of the it's one of those deaths that is sort of sticks in your head, not in a way that you have nightmares or anything like that. Be once you've seen this, you'll never forget this as as a death in cinema because mm. it, it's so brutal. And that was at a point before. I mean, yeah, it would have been a bit more bloody, but it still would have had. I don't think it would have lessened or made the impact any greater because it was already at a point where, you know, rarely did you know I haven't seen anything. Where someone was, where where like an execution was elongated so long, I don't think, mm. and, and everyone takes such pleasure in it. Usually, like execution style thing in a film is usually like a quick chop, or it's the tension leading up to it. And there's a tension leading up to when he gets his hand chopped off, but then usually the actual end comes pretty quickly. But this whole thing is just dragged out. Mm. With 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 a joy to it, and it, yeah, it's brutal, it's, but it's excellent. It's it's pretty kind of reminds you of like the, the like torture porn films that be, you know yeah. rather than you know thinking about like horror films from that era, um, you know even like the Friday the Thirteenth films, which you know were a bit ridiculous, or Nightmare on Elm Street, and you know those kind. Of, there was never a there was a bit of gore, but it was never prolonged like this. Was no. was it you know um, which I think. Yeah, that's that tends to be one shocking act of violence, but this is elongated. It starts off with a shocking act, then it gets worse, and it ends with a bullet to the head, and it doesn't shy away from that at no. all either. 
So yeah, it just sort of takes you there and then keeps you there until it's ready to let you go. And it's 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 kind of because uh, like Rob Botin did the, the like the special effects as well, and and even there's like an anima- animatronic kind of head of Murphy uh, yeah. just before he gets shot in the head, and because you can see the back of his head fucking get blown out as well. You know, it's, it's yeah. mental. Um, so then Lewis discovers the body. He's obviously shocked. Um, and then you get the ho- <laughs> hospital scene, uh, which, you know, he gets kind of airlifted to hospital. Uh, yeah. S- somehow he's not dead. <laughs> no, yes. Uh, and uh, then he... Well, that, there you go. That's why, because probably over three quarters of the guns that were fired at him were probably fired from 15 foot away. Shotguns, uh, you see? Yes. If they'd have all had pistols, he would have been brown bread. Yes, yeah. Um, little flashbacks to his family that he's having. Um, you know, lots of close-ups of his eye. Um, you know, see you see through his eyes, first-person sort of like perspective of, you know, him having kind of these, like I said, these flashbacks to his wife, his son, the house. Uh, you know, all sorts. The music's pretty dramatic. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it just again, it's not graphic in terms of like you don't see. Uh, you see Nick needles and stuff being pointed in your direction because again you're looking through murphy's eyes and you see little bits of blood and whatever but it's, so it's not as brutal as the actual execution itself but it just it prolongs it even more you know yeah it's 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 another it's really effective um and thinking about it you know what you're saying about that you didn't see the violence now in a lot of yeah. I, I, i'm thinking sometimes you watch like horror films or or you know, action films, potentially, whatever. So sometimes it, your imagination is worse than actually what you see. Now in, uh, not in this no, case. No, as I say, not in this case. <laughs> but not actually seeing the violence is sometimes... But hearing it or, you know, kind of... It's, yeah, not in this case. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then um, it kind of, you know, fades black, whatever. Um, and yeah. time of death's called. But then... Again, it's what this is what I like about the film. It's like this kind of flashing scene, the screens flashing. Um, there's, you know, it's you're seeing things from a different perspective. Um, the screens sort of being fixed. You know, it's like your TV's kind of. Oh, is it playing up? You know, is it? And then you start to realise that actually, um, there's the system's been loaded. Uh, yeah. You know, it's uh, then he, again you, he's seeing you're seeing through things through Robocop cop's eyes but you don't know yeah. that yet um yeah they kind of they drill something into where his eyes are and it kind of makes a grid happen yeah <laughs> it's like they're it's, it's like they're drilling on his his hud <laughs> it's really, yeah it's really weird yeah um you know um and then you know they're, they're showing off the arm this is what i think i love about particularly like this scene is that they only ever show glimpses of RoboCop. You never see yeah. it until it's time to see it. It's it's just it's set it up so beautifully because you get to see like the perspective, you get to see the screens, you get to see the arm. You get to see a cool robot arm because um that's right because they say well we managed to save the arm and Bob don't want the arm saved, lose the arm. Yeah. So essentially, RoboCop. What's left of well, what's left of Murphy is his head, his spine. His torso? I don't know. Because his legs and his arms aren't... They're robotic, aren't they? 
Yeah, well, I'm not sure because his face, well, later on when you see his face and he unmasks and stuff, he's, he's all robot behind the neck and you see all the back of his head and that's all robot-y as well. So it's like, it's like they've saved his, his, his eyes, his face skin, but not, not a lot else. No. Um, but uh, yeah, oh, Bob tells him you're going to be a bad motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because the grip. But you're really, but you're ready for that. I mean, Bob's an asshole, but he's telling someone you're gonna be a bad motherfucker. You've just seen all of that happen two scenes ago, and you're ready for some. You're ready for someone to go and get revenge. Some, some payback. You're seeing, yeah. you're seeing your hero get built. Yes. In front of you, this is like the, the sort of equivalent of a training montage. But it's like, right, these are our, these guys are assholes. But and yes, Bob's an asshole, but he's making something to kill these people. You've just seen something do horrible. And it looks cool as fuck because I can see him being built. Yeah. And like, cause it's the grip, isn't it, that makes him say that, you know, because he yeah. realises how strong, you know, Robocop is actually going to be. Um, and then there's an office party um, and he gets kissed, uh, yeah. you know. Because so, you can imagine, the thing is, the way, the perspective that he's shot from almost is that he's just sitting in the corner of a room. <laughs> <laughs> you'd think that they'd put him somewhere you know they'd pack him away in a in a polystyrene box or something to look after him but he's, he's yeah. just sat there watching all this shit happening um which i thought was quite funny and um then you get the full introduction from uh bob mortimer and then uh, bob mortimer that's his name isn't it bob mortimer i think bob 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 mortimer is it vic reeves and bob mortimer uh, he's <laughs> I'm pretty certain it's Bob Mortimer, yeah. I thought it was Morton. Morton! Morton. Is it Bob? Oh, yes. bollocks. <laughs> Fucking Bob Morton. That's a different <laughs> film then. <laughs> I, oh, well, I was close. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Bob Morton. Fuck me, Bob yeah. Mortimer. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> He's doing his fishing with Paul Whitehouse at the moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a very relaxing programme. I quite enjoy I've it. never watched it, actually, but I can imagine yeah. it's quite funny. Um but uh, so yeah, it's it's an introduction. But again, you know, you see it from the back as Robocop's walking off, and then it's yeah. kind of like a blink and you miss it moment where uh, you see his head through a TV screen. Yeah, you see him on the monitor, don't you? Yeah, and it's one of my only complaints actually is about when he's walking in this scene. He's the same. His right, the point of view is the same height as Bob Morton. Oh, he's the okay. same height as everyone else it's like why is Robocop five foot six mm. I want him to tower because he's a, you know, he's a big unit when it, it well, actually when you see him he's, he's not a small chap robot thing but just that one shot yeah I, know, I was like oh what, he should everyone should be looking up at him as he walk, as he walks past but they're all level they're all level with his field of view mm. unless he's hunched over mm. out of courtesy mm, mm. maybe maybe he's been, he's been sat in the corner watching all the parties and people shagging over a table and stuff yeah. his back yeah his back probably <laughs> he's sat there for six months um now the other thing you may not have done it um but i know i did it in the playground at school was kind of like you'd mirror you'd you'd, try, you'd copy the robocop walk and uh oh, you know you'd the head first uh, yeah and you'd sort of like do that yeah. you know as i was doing my paper round when i was a kid you know just to keep myself entertained when it was cold and wet or rainy or something <laughs> i'd be walking down the street or walking up somebody's drive going doof, doof, doof. <laughs> But you'd also have to have your arms almost at like bent at the elbow. Yes. And when you turned a corner, 
your head goes first and then your body twists around after yeah. it. Yeah. Now, again, maybe I'm jumping forward a little bit here, but I think I do uh, honestly think that this performance by Peter Weller in terms of the robotic walks and the, the movements, it's all top-notch. Apparently, yeah. from what, again, the behind the scenes, the making of, you know, uh, the... Uh, um, it wasn't an easy costume to wear. It took ages to no. put on, you know, hours and hours and hours, and it was a ball ache. So, and a lot of the time they had to film sort of like half of him because to keep the bottom half of him free or whatever, because it just wasn't very maneuverable or flexible. Uh, so, fair play to him because he does. I mean, that's the one thing he does. Other than maybe his ass wobbles a little bit sometimes. <laughs> uh, not that I was checking out his ass. But, Imposing from the front, sexy from behind. <laughs> but yeah, he does seem that little bit um, wobbly sometimes. But yeah. um, but generally speaking, all the motions, the movements, totally believable from my point of view. And he, he doesn't make too much noise in this film. I noticed this about the sequels, especially number three. He's He's got that little kid sidekick. And at one point, um, I think it's a she, she falls asleep on his lap while Robocop strokes her hair. Mm-hmm. But every one of his fingers, when it moves, is like all of that's really loud. Like, there's no way that kid's falling asleep because it sounds like someone's just setting off drills by her ears. <laughs> and every time he walks, it's like every joint is. He just makes an absolute racket the whole time. He's a bit quieter in this yeah. one. I don't know why they made him louder. It's just the foot stomp, isn't it? I think that's the. Yeah, it's just that. And yeah. also, there's kind of like. Not an electronic sound, but I can't really describe like a humming. No, I know what like you mean. A, yeah, there's like a, a thrum, like a yeah, like you know, kind of like when he enters the room, it's almost like you know, it's not just the stomping, you know, and the size of you know, and just the looking at him. It's the sort of like a, you know, like a kind of thing. Yeah, he's yeah. he's got a distinctive hum, and so is Ed Two Hundred Nine. But Ed Two Hundred Nine is deeper and like. A weird it's like a cross between fan noise and a synth mm. but because they're two eyes all robot you can just imagine that's the fucking fans like an old pc trying to kick the exhaust heat <laughs> out of the back but yeah they're, they're, i can't do the noise and i could barely describe it but they're yeah they're both got an enigmatic hum yes <laughs> of operation i don't know what it yeah is. no totally um and then you go to the police station uh where he was originally sent you know because uh, you've got sergeant reed there uh, and again, it's a bit chaotic. Um, and, um, you know, OCP bring in all their stuff. They take over, essentially, don't they? You know, it's... Uh, and they've got no respect for any of the police officers there. Basically, no. we own you. We can do what the fuck we want. You know, we own this building. Um, you know, so just get out of our way and let us do it. But again, the sort of genius way that Robocop is introduced is that now you're seeing him, but it's through like a frosted glass screen. You know, yeah. as he no, he's excellent. I mean, in reality, it's been what this whole thing from him, like the screen turning onto now, is what three and a half, four minutes tops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yet in that that time, they've managed to completely. It feels like they've done the whole gamut of of like here's you don't know who it is. Then you see a little peak. Then you see a little bit more. Now you're seeing the whole body, but you can't see the detail. I mean. There are films that drag that out for forty-five minutes, like the, you know, the reveal, and this goes does every step perfectly, but in the space of like three to four minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've still got you know, that anticipation of seeing him properly. It, you know, builds up 
as it should, but it, tiny little scene, no, tiny little sequence in the film, expertly done. Yeah, it's just little bits, little bits layered on top of each other, and then oh, the yeah. cops are all obviously intrigued, rushing in. Um, you get to see him sitting in his chair, he's, he's uh, get, doing his prime directives, um, you know. His chair spins for reasons that I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure about that either. <laughs> uh, he eats baby food is ex- it, 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 because his uh, digestion system still works, but that's the only thing he can use as sustenance, apparently, is baby food. Yeah. Um, or it's kind of, a, a, it, not exactly baby food, but uh, Johnson says, oh, it tastes like baby food. It's like a, yeah. a you know, a, a mash kind of, isn't it, of thing. Um and yeah, they do it. He's got he's got his prime directives as well. You find those out, don't yes. you? Yes. Um, what are they? I didn't write them down. Uh, Serve the public trust. Um, uphold the public trust. Protect the innocent. Oh no, sorry. Something. No, I think I've wrote uphold twice, like a twat. Mind you, I did do these notes weeks ago. <laughs> so I'll go with what was what did you say? So I've got serve the public trust. Yes. Protect the innocent. Uphold the uphold law. Uphold the law. Yes. And number four, classify. Yes. Uh, again. A, a, a really relevant important plot point but you kind of blink yep. and you miss it almost like you know um and uh, you know you'd think watching this for the first time because it's like there's a little twist isn't there that's coming but you don't know that yet yeah. and um no. so again it's all the tracking the voice stress uh the picture in picture <laughs> yeah the picture i mean this is a really quick debug to see if he's working or not <laughs> hold a pen can he follow a pen yes you can spin around in a chair. He doesn't need to eat. Um, tell me your tell me your three rules that you work on. <laughs> Brilliant. Good to go. Let's go. Let's go. Make sure he's all right. Yeah. And then Bob Bob clearly fucking loves the guy. Oh, he does. And he kisses the woman who kissed him. Um, yeah. You know, which they've probably shagged at some point um, because Bob's a twat. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, and then you know we're in the firing range. All the cops are there, you know. Um, fight for- yeah, every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's why old Detroit's a shithole, because they're, t- yeah. they're too busy on the firing range. Um, but, you know, they're all firing, but they all stop and look as soon as they hear this kind of, like, machine pistol, uh, yeah. you know, being fired. and Thunderous hand cannon that was... Unlike any gun I'd seen at the time, it was like wow. Yeah, it and it, yeah, you know, it is. It, it's a it's a proper iconic kind of gun. I think from you know that you you see it and you just because I've never seen it in any other kind of film. I you just saw it. I only ever saw it being used in this. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, then um, they're all watching him. He's obviously a crack shot because he's got a targeting system. You know. Yeah. Um, he's destroying the targets, you know. It's and then he's got his little leg holster. Uh, yes, which was the coolest, one of the coolest things I'd ever seen in my life at that point. Yeah, because he even does the little spin, which Louis Louis yeah. clocks, and uh, you know, which makes her think back to Murphy. Uh, because at this point, you know, Murphy's been dead probably for what three or four months, because they said yes, 90, 90 yeah. days to go to prototype. So a little bit times passed. Um, obviously, you'd imagine that fucking. I mean. Lewis is, is tough, but she's been pretty traumatised by finding a, her new partner actually blown to smithereens. Yeah, I mean, she's probably, I mean, I think she probably had dead partners before, but probably hadn't had one, you know, made quite such a mess of. Mm. Um, so, you know, then, you know, he needs a car. So he gets a car, he catches the the um, the keys as he's walking out the building. Um, and again, Bob's like, oh yeah, go get him, Tiger, or something like that. You know, he's... 
Uh, he's really, he's got a stiffy at this point, hasn't he? He's fucking, oh, yes. oh he's rock hard. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that woman's getting it. And uh, yeah, uh, or some prostitutes with, uh, yes. you know, some high class hookers. Well, you say high class, we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, he's then patrolling Detroit. And and it, so the for me, the soundtrack is that kind of, you know, it fits the movie yeah. so well you know and, and it's that you know and it's got it's got that kind of terminator industrial like metal clanging sound in it as well yeah yeah um and this is basically now you get to see robocop in action and every yeah. one of these sequences is fucking awesome yeah uh, exactly this is how you do it it's like you don't need to you don't need to show everything he does you just need three or four examples of this is what he does, and this is why he's cool. Yes, absolutely. Because and the first that yeah covers everything. Yeah, it's brilliant. The first one is a is a store robbery. It's it, you know it's the typical, isn't it? You know, um, yeah. kind of like a corner shop store that's been robbed. Yeah. Uh, Although they're again they're laughing unnaturally. I'd buy that for a dollar. He is because he's do he's there with his missus. He's a bit of a lecherous yeah. old bloke by the looks of it because he's watching. I'd buy that for a dollar. His wife's serving at the counter. And uh, he's he's proper losing his shit over it, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and then you know, um, kind of genius, but also I'm thinking, what a ball ache because of where the safe is hid. Um, it's hidden and it's stacked under a load of cans, like beer cans, <laughs> which is good because it's kind of hidden in plain sight. But, but at the same time, it means every time you need to go in it, you're, um, you you've got a fucking undo your perfect cam pyramid and then put the fucking thing back together again <laughs> exactly i mean 10 out of 10 for dedication oh uh, you know you, you can imagine this sort of like security van that's coming to come collect the money um at the end yeah. of the night and, she, and the, the man or the woman's there oh just hang on a second he's probably thinking oh yeah. fuck me why is this this dickhead yeah. <laughs> every time they go in he's like oh, oh shit is that the time oh sorry i thought it was a bit i'm just running a bit behind yeah. and the bloke who's there just his shoulders sag, and it's just like, oh. I just, God I just want to go home, and I've got to watch I've you got... and stack these cans yeah. for ten minutes, and then put them back. <laughs> okay, now. Um, so yeah, and then this is again, sort of the fa- a, a, a famous or infamous scene, depending on which way you yeah. look at it. Uh, infamous, I think, because of the cut version. Uh, yes. You know, because so this bloke, you know, he goes in. He's got a machine gun under his jacket. He buys a comic. Um, and um, then, you know, he pulls the gun out. Uh, and again, what I like about Robocop is just the use of swear words a lot. That, <laughs> you know, the, well, I like I like it. This again, he opens the door and there's that Robocop hum. Yeah. Oh, because, yeah. He, he says to the woman, you know, um, uh, I'm going to blow her brains out, you know, and um and then you know, open the safe and don't fuck with me. Uh, it's and then it's uh, like you said, the the hum, the doors burst open. No, they've never seen anything like RoboCop before. No, and it's just the look on his face. He starts shooting at him. It's like, fuck me. <laughs> Why me? Drop the gun. You are under arrest. And it's just, it's that. He repeats that. And that's what you'd say, isn't it? If you saw something like that, you'd go absolutely like, what the hell? Um, And particularly, you're realising that you are not denting this this thing that's just walked in the door uh, with your machine gun. 
Um, and, uh, you know, he grabs the barrel, bends it, uh, then he goes to run off, and then he kind of does this spinning clothesline on him. Yeah, and he thwacks him into a fridge, the good old trusty fridge shot. Yeah, love that. I uh, do like a fridge shot. Uh, well, yeah, and it, you always think that like some of the movies like you've seen with Chuck Norris or Steven Seagal or Van Damme, there's always, or, or even going back to Dark Angel, uh, you know, there's there's always a robbery. And then somebody gets yeah. smashed into a fridge or, or there's some glass being broken, isn't there, at this point? Uh, but yeah. he absolutely f- he flies into this bloody fridge door, doesn't he? Uh, and um, again, it's this sort of famous line, you know, uh, thank you for your cooperation after he's smashed his fucking head in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then he just leaves him. Yes. <laughs> so, is there a cleanup crew behind him that actually does the arresting? Uh, I don't know. Maybe just because he's a bit like Ed Two Hundred Nine, but he's a bit less yeah. murdery. <laughs> yeah, he's still a blunt instrument, isn't he? Goes in there, duffs someone up, and then leaves them. And then uh, yeah, there'd be someone else who's driving behind him, just a van, a van just picking up lots of unconscious criminals, just throwing them in the back. Yes, there's no paperwork for for RoboCop, is there? Really, you can't, you can't yeah. imagine him going back and writing loads of reports. <laughs> 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 with his robotic pen uh, yeah. you know he has one night where he just does traffic violations <laughs> and then it's 15 hours of robocop filling in number plates and people who are speeding by two miles an hour or he's got a you know he uses his um his targeting vision like you said to sit in his car and watch speeding vehicles going past <laughs> yeah. uh writing tickets for them <laughs> eating donut flavored baby food. <laughs> um now i noticed this that the older woman who's behind the counter who gets threatened, she kind yeah. of like almost gives him a little bit of a flirty look, um, which I don't know if you clocked that or maybe it was just me. I think you're right. That's a bit odd. That's quite the fetish. Yeah. She sort of like goes, ooh, thank you very much. Ooh. Yeah. It's like for years I've wanted to get wet over a man made <laughs> out of metal and then all of a sudden one actually exists. Yes. Brilliant. I'm dripping. <laughs> um, um, and then you go to a um, a rape scene. Uh, Yay, uh, 1980s rape scene. Good old rape scene. Uh, because, you know, uh, this two blokes chasing a woman and, um, you know, they capture her, they, they start again kind of torture her torturing her are they threatening to cut her fanny hair <laughs> yes because she's got really curly hair you know on her yeah. head hasn't she and one of them goes i wonder if she's got hair down there uh <laughs> <laughs> what what i think that's the, the only time i've seen that threat in a film yeah they do that don't they uh yeah. now one of the um the would-be rapists is um, out of Police Academy, I noticed. Uh, which kind of, you know, I don't know why, it just makes... Oh, I thought I, thought I recognised him. It, who was he? Yeah, it just, it just makes me think a little bit of, like, the guy who was in Police Academy, I think he was one of the, snot, the sort of snotty, um, smarmy uh, kind of... Um, police officers in the first police academy. I'm sure he was. And, uh, yeah, then, uh, anyway, he's in it, and um, he's one of the, sort of, like I said, would-be rapists. Um, 
And then Robocop turns up just as they're about to, you know, well, like I said, rape her uh, or, or yeah. cut her pubic hair off uh, <laughs> with a knife. Because there's even a little, well, they kind of lift her skirt up. Sorry to go into detail about this, but, you know, we're talking about the film. But they lift her skirt up and they kind of, he does, like one of them who's got the knife, he th- he's giggling and he th- throws a bit of hair in the air. So yeah, how hairy is she? Is that very? It's, it's, <laughs> very. There's a lot of hair, isn't there? Yeah, for a random swipe to get that much, uh, yeah, she's um, she's packing some packing some fluff down there. Yeah, and uh, oh, it was the eighties, I suppose. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, again, a, a cool, amazing shot because one of the rapists grabs her, you know, using her as a uh, human shield, and he's you get to see his, his targeting system being used. But it's the the shot again, and it, all total credit to um, Verhoeven because it's it's like his shadow basically yeah. is the same size as the wall, you know, because you know it, it just makes him look massive, doesn't it? Um, as he as yep. he approaches them, and um, yeah, he's targeting system, uh, and he shoots him in the balls. Now, yes, through the skirt in. The Spectrum game, which I had. Yes. There's even a little <laughs> mini game, isn't there? Yep. Which is yeah, it's like one of the little bonus game between levels, isn't it? The shoot shoot the man in the balls game. Yes. Which is amazing. Um yeah. so and that's what I'm saying, you know, because I know we've joked about it a little bit, but this is a as a as a sort of like a potential rape scene that's uh, going on. Yeah. And yet they included it kind of in a kids game because, you know. Yeah. Uh the context behind it wouldn't have necessarily, unless you've watched the film, which as a kid you probably did, um, and then to include it, it's just like, yeah. But anyway. You might have just thought it was a handbag thief or something. Mm. But uh, yeah, yeah, it miss, yeah, obviously it misses out all of the uh, intention and just, just has you playing as the targeting system just to try and shoot the woman through the skirt. I mean, also, I mean, because it's kind of funny because he gets shot in the balls. It's also kind of horrific because he gets shot in the balls. And then you got to remember this is a this is not a small gun. This man's testicles, this man's entire genital cluster has just turned into a paste. Mm. Yes. Um, and again, you look at it as poetic justice because you know he was going to rape this woman, yeah. so they he shot his cock off. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Exploded his ball sack. <laughs> he ain't going to be doing any more raping at this point in his life. No. Um, so, you know, but then uh, again, brilliant line, your move creep, after he's fucked him up. Um, <laughs> what's he going to do? Uh, so then, you know, she runs over to him, goes to give him a bit of a hug, you know, thank you, thank you. Uh, and he get, But this is kind of like, I suppose, where you get to see the... You know, he's not human. He's a robot. He's, you know, he's he's more robot than human at this point, you know, because uh, he says in his robotic voice, you know, I'll alert a rape crisis centre, uh, yeah. you know, which kind of makes her, you know, stand off a little bit. Um, and then you've got the mayoral, mayoral, how, how do you say it? Mayoral. There we go. <laughs> Meryl. Meryl. <laughs> thing is, I know how to say it, but you've said it wrong. I can't say it right. Meryl. 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 Muriel. Muriel. 
You've got mayoral. No, mayoral. Fuck's sake. You've got you got the the mayoral. Mayoral. That's it. It's mayoral. It's mayoral. It's not mayoral. It's bloody mayoral. He's the mayor. He's the he's the mayor. The mayor. It's he's he's the the what now? He's the mayor. Um, it's mayoral. I don't know. Anyway, the mayor, or the former mayor, uh, there's a siege. Um, I mean, fucking hell, he's like, you know, he's kind of, he's, he's running the gamut. He's be, he's busy all over town, isn't he? Um, but it's not, he's gone from like theft to potential, uh, potential rape to now a siege. It's like, fuck yeah. me. Um, and, uh, you know, then this is the first time, though, that the press... Or, you know, or other police other than who's been in his precinct get a glimpse of Robocop uh, yeah. because there's obviously loads, loads of press there, there's loads of police there, you've got the SWAT team and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Robocop, you know, goes towards the, the building. Um, clearly, no, there's been no internal memos or no, or no emails sent about. Well, you may notice. There's a, sl- <laughs> a slightly metallic or a metallic <laughs> six foot five robot person walking around the streets. He's probably going to cause a bit of damage. He's probably going to yeah. fuck a few people up. If you see him, don't get in his way because no, just just let him do his thing because yeah. he doesn't care. Yeah, what you think? Yeah, at all. he's he's a good guy really, but he's just there to fuck people up. But only the bad guys because he's got directives, you know. Yeah. Serve the public trust, protect the innocent, uphold the law. That's it. Yes, because so those three directives cover every kind of badness. Yes. So as long as you're a good guy and you're not doing anything bad, then he'll leave you alone. But if you see him walking down the street, just let him do his thing. But clearly that's not gone out to uh, all these other police officers because, like you say, the guy who's trying to talk down the mayor or former mayor, uh, he's like, what are you doing? You can't go in there, and and uh, and Robocop goes, keep him talking, uh, and uh, coolest. Uh, you know, you're thinking, oh, he's just done some cool shit. He can't do anything else cool. Walks into the building. The ex mayor's killing people. He's threatening to kill people. He's walking around with an Uzi, and Robocop's. He wants, he, yeah, he wants a coffee. He wants his job back. He wants a bigger office, a new car. Yeah, yeah. He wants it because, you, of course, you're going to get all that stuff if you just held people hostage and killed somebody because there's somebody dead on yeah. dead on the floor. He, that is true. Yeah. yeah, and he wants his job back regardless of the the count, the voting. Yeah, uh, you know. So even if he loses, he still wants his job back. Um, but Robocop's walking along, and he's got his thermal vision on. Oh, yes, awesome. No. Mm. The other thing as well is like Robo. We've already established this. Robocop isn't a stealth um, cop. No, and and although you, you you know there's probably a thick wall between them, you'd imagine that they're sort of like the. Doof, doof, doof. He's going to weigh a lot, isn't he? He's going to weigh a good ton and a half. Yeah, ton. Yeah, probably because he's solid. Yeah, you're going to hear that regardless of where you are. Yeah, so although you're sort of like ranting and raving a little bit, going, I want my job back, you'd be like, what the fucking hell's that? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, at, I mean, at very worst, I mean, his little glass of water is going to do that 
T-Rex thing in Jurassic Park and you'll see the ripples yes. across the top of it as he steps. Yes. That's, you know, but yeah, you'd hear it. Uh, as he gets closer. Yeah, or you'd hear the sort of like, what's going on here? We're having a power surge. Um, but then anyway, um, he's about to kill some more hostages. Um, and But anyway, Robocop punches through the wall, grabs him, uh, and then, you know, punches him out the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, there's no arresting him. There's no arresting. No. Uh, that's the thing, see. Robocop hasn't got an arrest mode. By the Well, he has. But... Well, he has. It just, I don't know what it means. It doesn't mean arrest. It's just kill. <laughs> yeah. You know, kill mode. Um, uh, and um, unless he's got a confession and then he'll arrest you, uh, which comes in later on. But um, yeah. unless he's got, and if he hasn't got a confession, fuck it, I'm just going to kill you. You know, it saves the paperwork. Um, yeah. And then the little clean up crew have to follow up. I mean, they picked up someone out of the fridge. They've had to pick up someone's bollock smear <laughs> off the floor. <laughs> They've now got to scrape and wash the steps outside because he's just punched a fella out of a window. Yeah, awesome. Um, and then you get the news report. We're back to sort of like the, the news reports, uh, you know, and this is a sort of like, you know, Robocap. Who is he? What is he? Yeah. Where does he come from? Um, and he's at a school, and all the kids are surrounding him. You know, going yeah. like, and he's they're touching him. They're like, "Yay, RoboCop!" Whereas in reality, they'd be like, "Oh my god, I'm scared shitless." Yeah, the headmaster or headmistress would be thinking mm. they're having fucking kittens, thinking, "Oh god, uh, sir, sir, he, Mr. RoboCop, sir, Jimmy just cheated." Yeah, <laughs> dead child. Or sir. I saw that teacher having a spliff out the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Headmaster touched me. <laughs> <laughs> Dead body. Oh dear. But then, you know, a reporter comes up to him, uh, have you got any new, have you got any uh, messages out there for for the people stay out of trouble. Uh awesome. Love it. <laughs> Yep. Uh, but you get more adverts. I love these. Yes. These are fantastic. Yeah. The the Newcomb game. Uh, yeah, that's cool. I'd love that. Uh, it kind of—it's a bit like battleships, isn't it? Except you get a huge nuclear explosion happen. Yeah, holograms and stuff. Which at the time's like, wow, that's the board games we're going to be playing in the future. Yeah. Turns out we we're not. Yes. Um, and uh, as a body, but then there's a body on the TV, which turns out it's the vice president. Um, you know, and. There's, you know, it's it's just like I said, there's kind of like these happy-go-lucky commercials um, and then you've got them showing off dead bodies and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but hey-ho. Um, so, yeah, and then um, I can't read my writing at this point. <laughs> no. Well, my previous line looks like unicorn's liver blocked data clay. That makes a lot of sense. No. Oh. The next one I get, Bob, Mor- Bob Morton uh, predicts the end of crime in 40 days. Ah, yes, because he gets interviewed, doesn't he? And then, because yeah. he's on the TV, but then he gets promoted to... He's vice president now, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, so he's going up in the world and... He gets gets a key to the special toilet. He gets the gold card, doesn't he? Yeah. And that's it. That's why I was looking at it, because, like... I'd written what it looked like bod, but it was clearly Bob. <laughs> but then next to that, I'd written bog. 
And then I was thinking, what's the fucking, what's that? But they're going to the toilet, aren't they? They're going to yes, this, they this are. special executive toilet, which in all honesty, doesn't look that special. Uh, it doesn't, does it? I, you know, I'll be honest, if it's executive, you want someone knelt by the urinal who will shake, you know, shake your piss. Yes. Shake your willy for you. It, yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, I mean, it's been a long time since I've been out clubbing. Um, I thought you were going to say it's been a long time since I've been in the executive <laughs> No, but it's been a long time since I've been out clubbing. But there, there seemed to be, towards the end of my clubbing career... Um, oh, was it the man stood in the corner with a little tray of aftershave? Yes! You got, yes. <laughs> you got the little bloke in the toilet... And he'd yeah. like he'd offer you a little spray of aftershave or something, yeah. You know, and he'd got his little tray there that you could put a pound in or whatever. Uh, and he'd offer you a towel to dry your hands. I was yeah. like, I don't yeah. need that. I don't. No, I never used it, and I found it immensely weird the first time I ever came across that. But then it was just a thing. Yeah, you'd go for a wee. There'd be yeah, aftershave man in the corner, aftershave and towel man. Yes. Which must be the most fucking demoralising, horrible job, oh, you know? Yeah, because you think all them people come to the toilets, they might start off okay because they would have been down the pub for a few hours. But I mean, towards the end of the night, the bastards you must get going in there. Yeah, absolute arseholes, pissed up, puking in the bogs, shitting in the toilets, yeah, you know, shitting in the sink. <laughs> wanking trying to wank over your face everything there'll be a bunch of wankers in there and all you've got to do is sit there and ask anyone if they want a spray of jupe or john paul gautier it's uh, uh yeah uh it also seems very british i don't know why <laughs> yes and, and this isn't a racial thing but it always seemed to be a black guy um yeah yeah, I was trying to not say that, but it always was. It, it was, um, wasn't you know, it? You know, uh, that made it uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> we, not because, not because, yeah, not be, yeah, just because, it just yeah. You just you go in there, and all I want to do is have a piss. But while I'm doing that, I'm now looking at the poor fellow in the corner, and for some reason, it feels like I'm lording it over them now. Yes, and uh, even though I didn't ask for any of it, not at all. No, and you, you know, you're thinking. I mean, thinking about it now, it's like, what kind of, you know, war-torn country did they escape from to end yeah. up in a fucking toilet in Yates's? Uh, yeah, what, what kind of job advert was that? <laughs> oh, God. I hadn't thought about that for a long time. But anyway, um, but yeah, anyway, you'd expect somebody like that standing in these <laughs> toilets. Yeah, but no, none <laughs> a, of that. A little fella standing there, like you said, offering a little bit of a spray of aftershave, you know, toweling your hands for you. Yeah. Um but there isn't any of that. Um, but you do get a nice little perspective of uh, one of the cubicles and somebody with their trousers around their ankles. Yes. Um, and they're talking shit about um, Dick Jones. Um, yeah. You know, and basically because, you know, Ed, uh, Robocop's been such a success and Ed 209's, uh, you know, shit. Uh, and, um, you know, that, you know, so yeah. That, that I think he called, he called, I, I don't think, in this version, he doesn't call him a pansy, does he? He calls him a pussy, I think. Yes. In the ITV cut, it's pansy. Welcome to the club, Bob. <laughs> Making a real name for yourself. Security concept with Robocop. Try me in on the bottom line, pal. I hear Jones was plenty peas. Oh, you know, he's got this killer rep and it's a smokescreen. Let's face it, he's lost his teeth. The guy's a pansy. Ah, there you go. Much more. Which actually, in regret, one of them would be, weirdly, pansy would be more offensive now than pussy. 
Yes, I was going to say much more upsetting. Yeah. Yes, um, and uh, so then you know, uh, there's kind of it, it, it's not like a, an in-depth conversation, but they kind of refer to you know here he's got the killer rep, but you know. Um, what do they mean? Does it mean being killer in the boardroom, like actual killer? Um, we don't know at this point. Um, but then, you know, a toilet flushes. All the other executives that are in there start like kind of getting out the door as quickly as they possibly can. Bob, how did they all know it was Dick? I don't know. I don't. Has know. he got very specific smelling shits? It, maybe. Yeah, he's got a specific flush potentially. I don't know. Oh. But they 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 all clear out and. Bob and this other guy that he's talking to is sort of like, what the fuck? Um, and then they realise that Dick Jones is actually in there. This guy's still kind of pissing, has to cut himself off short because although he was talking shit about Dick, um, he he's a bit of a pansy himself um, because he pisses himself a little bit, you know. And then he, yeah. he walks out, leaving Bob on his own with Dick. And... Um, they have a little confrontation uh, and, um, you know, Bob's still quite cocky at this point, isn't he? Because oh, very much so. Yeah. He doesn't know what everybody else knows. Uh, no. Uh, and so, you know, he just thinks it's all bullshit. It's a smokescreen. You know, Dick Jones is kind of like old news now. Uh, yeah, it, old it, news, all mouth, no trousers. I'm the, I'm the young lion. I'm yes. I'm the new thing. I'm yes. I'm the it. I'm the I'm the cock of the walk, and yes. uh, you know so I've got the old man's ear, um, and you know Dick Jones even says, "Who cares if Ed Two Hundred Nine works or not?" You know they were going to sell it anyway, uh, yeah. and you know, but then what unsettles Bob, I think, from my point of view, is that Dick says, "You know the old man's a nice guy, but." you know, he's not going to be around forever and I'm going to be then in charge. And that means that you're fucked But at that point, yeah. you know, you know, you're right. I, mean, I, I love the speech. He, the speech he gives in this again on the ITV cut was, uh, you know, he's saying, Oh, I used to be like you. I, I used to speak back to whoever. And I, once I even called him air asshole, but in the ITV version, that was airhead. Iron butt. Bonehead. Once I even called him Airhead. Uh, <laughs> it was Brilliant. amazing. Uh, Once I even called him Airhead. Because yeah. not a very good dub as well. It was, uh, yeah, amazing. Airhead. Yeah. Um, and this is a bit weird and uncomfortable because, um, you know, uh, Dick goes to stroke Bob's face almost or, or his hair. But then he grabs it and yanks it back, doesn't he? You know, and sort yeah. of his whole demeanour changes. You know, it's like, you know, you just fucked with the wrong guy. Uh, you know, and I think Dick, uh, not Dick, sorry, Bob is really he's shook, rattled. shook up yeah. by this, isn't he? Or shaken up, I should say. Um, and so, you know, then um, you go back to Robocop, who's in his wonderful spinny chair. Um, uh, and he's sort of asleep and dreaming um, yeah. and having flashbacks there are flashbacks happening on the screen he's having flashbacks to the murder of, you know where Murphy was killed yeah. um, and by, there are three scientists watching him at this point he's got, they've got the old bit of paper with the needles twiddly doodly whittling on them like, like, like a lie detector there's like three people in there who are supposed to be you know, monitoring him 
they're all just reading newspaper at no point at all do they notice even when the during the dreams the needles start going fucking haywire the pictures on the screens are showing flashes of what robocop is dreaming about and they're all completely oblivious Mm, they're talking the about morons. anything else, anything and everything and uh, like you said yeah. they, they, it's even like flashbacks to Clarence Bodica um, and it's like even when he's moving in the chair it's sort of like his little twitches yeah. initially but then he's once he's having the flashbacks to actually being shot with the shotguns and then he sort of like sits bolt upright and then just as he gets shot in the head it's like he's just that stops him in his tracks doesn't it you know yeah like resets him into, into almost Robocop mode yes um, and then he get, he gets up, gets out of his chair, which is unexpected at this point, and they do start shitting yeah. themselves. Um, and then he walk, starts to walk out the station, and then Lewis confronts him. And, um, you know, it's the another little trigger for, for Robocop to make him realise or think that he was actually a person before he was... Because they've wiped his mind, haven't they? So, yeah. um, you know, to make... Not very well. I mean, they've done a terrible job. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, um, 90 days, they did a decent job in getting him out, but not fully <laughs> tested, I'd say. Oh, by that point, he was only 62% defragmented. They hadn't patched him, had they? They hadn't. No. <laughs> 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 had to download the 100 gig patch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, she's talking to him. Um, and then he sort of like takes a few steps back when you know she says you know Murphy it's you, uh, and then you know he, he basically then walks away saying I've, there are crimes being committed I need to deal with them, um, and then she gets in deep shit because they're all chasing after him, um, and you know um, yeah uh, but like you said she must be relatively small. Because, you know, you've built up this thing about he's actually quite huge. But he doesn't look that yeah. big compared to her, does he? No, no. She, yeah, she's definitely not a tall human, you can tell. Yes. So. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, Bob's there. He's lo- taking out his uh, frustration on, on uh, Sergeant Reed and Lewis. Uh, and, uh, you know, then, again, another cool scene um involving robocop and vo- most of the scenes if not all of them involving him doing his thing uh, are cool uh because you get to see a meal um yeah. and he's being a, being a wanker yes threatening this poor guy uh, you know as he's yeah. filling up his bike on a, a petrol yeah, station this poor fellas just sat there doing maths yeah geeky and fucker. Then he just gets yeah. a gun pointed at him so, what are you a college boy yeah and he just goes yeah <laughs> so, yeah, I've got a brain. So what? And, yeah, no, he says, give me all your money. Oh, and I'll I'll have the uh, I'll fill up fill me up on pump seven or whatever as well. Bastard. And then he starts just going losing his rag with him completely. Yeah, kicking kick the cubicle. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and the, Robocop's driving above, isn't he? Like on a on a bridge or something on a road above, and manages to spot. You know, his targeting system is amazing at actually spotting crimes. Yeah, it it is. And considering the resolution of his screen, it's even better because his screen's <laughs> not the best resolution, is it? No, it's not four K. You put it that way. No, um, but again, it's like classic line. You know, oh, but you think you're pretty smart, don't you? Think you can outsmart a bullet? Um, yep. love all that. And um, going back to it, going back to the uh, Ed Two O Nine, there was a song, um, and I think it was by somebody called Silver Bullet. Um, and or maybe that was the song, but it was called 20 Seconds to Comply." That was in the charts when I and there was a sample of. Oh, 
Oh, that rings a fucking bell, you know. There was a sample of that in the song. but I haven't heard that for ages. It was on a mixtape I had when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, you know, the, uh, but yeah, I remember that being in the charts, but still, anyway. Um, and then, you know, um, Robocop confronts Emil, uh, you know, and he says his famous line, which is what he said to them, or said to Emil when he was still Murphy, uh, you know, dead or alive, you're coming with me, which triggers Emil, and he starts going, you know, we killed you. You know, yeah. Uh, um, which gets recorded and played over. That, yeah, that caused yeah, that causes Robocop to have a fucking memory spaz. Yes, because he's trying to edit the footage and fiddle with the footage in his own head, and yeah, that sort of causes him to have a bit of a bit of a bit of a loop, a bit of a problematic moment, a bit of a glitch. Yes, um, and and which gives Emil a little bit of time to get on his bike, shoot the petrol pump, um, and then throw his cigarette at it so it slowly starts to you know catch fire and whatever and then uh, he drives away it gets robocop sort of like like you said it resets him a little bit he starts walking away from the petrol station which is in the background which then explodes um just as he shoots out the tires of the bike and then you know uh, fucking brutal crash i mean that would have killed yeah. him. he hasn't got a helmet on has absolutely. he absolutely that's what i said i said emil should be dead because he slams into the back of the car goes flying over the roof clatters over the bonnet and smashes onto the road he should be yeah dead as a do 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 yes uh grabs him you know who are you kind of thing you know robocop's trying to put the pieces together but he's he he doesn't have a clue at this point um but he's still that's the thing isn't it he's a cop so yeah. he then starts to investigate, essentially, his own murder, doesn't he? I think that's yeah. kind of what he's doing. He's putting the pieces together. Um, and then he goes to the records room. Yes. Uh, and Cecil, or Cecil, as it would be. Yeah, uh, Cecil. He's the kind of... He's not He's not a real cop, is he? <laughs> he's a cop, <laughs> but he's not a street cop. Um, no, he, no, he's kind of like the because you see him. You first see him where he's collecting the the personal possessions of Fredrickson, who was killed. Yeah, 
Um, and, you know, any donations go to him or whatever. He's kind of like the little little Weasley cop that... Uh, yeah, he's, he's the file boy. Yes. That's all he does. Uh, so he goes to grab uh, Robocop by the shoulder and saying, you can't be here and whatever, and Robocop gives him the spiky finger, which is awesome. Um, yeah. You know, uh, again... But what is... Right, because he uses this to... Um interact with various computer systems another another mini game yeah but, but but what 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 usually goes into them because obviously <clears throat> these ports these ports exist for something to be plugged into and it's something that interacts with the system so it allows them to control it so what the average policeman if they want to use that port have they all got fuck off great metal spikes i i, I don't know you know because like you said it's it's very cool, and it's clearly there to access yeah. data. It can't have just been there for Robocop, because A, he's not supposed to be in there. B, there's another one later on, which makes no sense. So there is there is something in that world, a key, or whereas we have a USB drive, they have a very sharp metal spike, and that's how they interact. <laughs> how, that's how they plug into things. <laughs> to something you could stab someone in the face with. Amazing. Mm, yeah, it is. But uh, maybe it was just it did, there. It reminded me a little bit of R2-D2. Oh, go on. You know when R2-D2's got his little thing that comes out of the chest? And oh, electrocutes people. Yeah, well, no, yeah, but in the, in the first one, he rapes the Death Star, doesn't he? Twiddles it around, basically fucks the Death Star for information. Oh, yes! Because he inserts his metal thing in, and then sort of, you know, tries to find the G-spot, so the Death Star will give up the secrets. Uh... So that was the Death Star's vagina. So, yeah, basically, yeah, basically <laughs> fist... Robocop is basically fist-raping the uh, police's file system. Yes, um, and, uh, you know, it's... Is it, but is it a weapon as well, or does it just? I don't know. Yeah, happen to double as a weapon. It's, I, yeah. I, it's, I don't know. But any, obviously, maybe the design thing. Saying, right, we need, we need one of those access blades because uh, you might need to interact with some of the computers around around Detroit. So yeah, give him one of those access spikes, but we'll put it in his fist though, so he can also punch people with it. Mm. He's like, well, can't you just put it on a lanyard? No, 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 no. We'll build it into him so it comes out of his fist like, <clears throat> like a bait, like a Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not sure, but uh, anyway, uh, like I said, it it it's, it's turns into a photo fit now because he's got the image of Emil, so which then leads him to look at his known associates, which then leads him onto Clarence Bodica, yes, which then leads him onto uh, the flashback of the voice of. Um, uh, Lewis saying Murphy it's you because it lists all of Bodica's victims mm-hmm. and Alex Murphy is one of them and you see then a picture of Murphy and uh, it's just it's very cool I like the way that it's all set up the music the tone yeah. you know the sort of like the it's it's just very and the sort of like little again the subtle little nods and the way that his head moves as he's the slow realisation that actually he was a person before he was this thing um and uh also again it's the mini game on the spectrum isn't it uh yeah. the photo fit because that was that was one of the mini games that you had to do um yeah and so he gets the address of where he used to live which is obviously up for sale now because you know his wife and his son have left um and he goes in the the, the um oh not travel agent what do you call them Estate agent. estate agent. I got the yeah. I got the agent part right. Uh, the estate agent is a commute computer. It's a screen, isn't it? Yeah, 
Yeah, he just witters at you as you walk around the house. Yeah, uh, and again, so he's walking around the house. He's having loads of flashbacks. His, his flashbacks are better resolution than his actual eyes. <laughs> yeah, but they're cool, you know, because there's pe- yeah. there's pieces, there's physical pieces left there, such as a burnt Polaroid. Yeah, why were all the photos burnt? I don't know. I don't know. I wanted to know that. It's like, did his wife burn them? Because she, rather than mourn her husband, she got vengeful and evil. I don't know. I don't know. So I'm gonna burn everything of of, of Murphy. I'm gonna burn everything. I don't want to. I don't want to remember him at all. And I'm gonna leave. Mm. Maybe that's what they should do after Robocop too. Is that she got pissed off and then she realised that Robocop was her ex husband. So she then robotified herself so that it's robocop versus robo wife mm. I, I mean i don't know if we're ever going to do robocop 2 at any point um i have a bit of a soft spot for it although i do realize that you know it's it's a bit crap um but the woman technician who looks after him in the second one is actually the girlfriend from blue jean cop of peter weller in huh so there you go that's why I always I don't know why, why. I always thought maybe, actually they were in a re- real relationship with one another because you know for them to appear in that film and then this film um, I thought you were going to say was did it turn out that Robocop's actually actually a sequel to Blue Jean Cop uh, well you know in a, in a sort of like weird alternate timeline yeah. reality I don't know but um, but he's guys he's basically now he's, he's getting more and more anxious and angry as he as he's stomping around the house yeah. the more the because the, the more overwhelming the the uh, flashbacks become he then punches the uh, the TV screen oh because he makes a really weird face he sort of purses his lips together like a bum hole yeah <laughs> yes now, which is a bit weird looking but was that him like was that his face reacting to his memory of him about to kiss his wife? Yes, that's his angry face. That's that's his like I am going to fuck somebody up face. Oh, I, mean, I wondered if it was him kissing nothing. And I don't think he or if it was, or if it was him just pursing his lips together in an amusing way. I wasn't sure. Uh, no, I think it's more of like he he's angry, you know, and he's kind of annoyed. I don't think it's, it's like he was thinking in his head he was going to kiss his wife. Well, because. In the flashback, that she's like she has a go at him, and then you know it seems like they're going to get it on. Yes, and she leans in towards him, and I wondered if that was Robocop trying to kiss the memory, and then disappears. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or because as far as an angry face goes, it's an unusual one. Mm, yeah, I know. not the one I'd go for personally. Yeah. No, he's not exactly gritting his teeth, is he? But no. um, but then uh, we're going to a nightclub. Uh, yes, he's Future actually a nightclub, but with a very eighties sound. Yeah, he's actually I mean, got. Wow. Synthy, synthy, synth. Arrest mode on. Oh my god! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> First time we've seen it. Um, yeah. Maybe he's going through his own menus, going, thinking to himself, "Why do I keep killing people? I thought I was supposed to be a cop." He's going through his own menus. It's like, oh, there's an arrest mode. Well, I was never going to find it there, was I? Good. Yeah, and uh, so he finds one of the gang members. Um, Is it Leon? Leon Nash. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, one of one of two people from Twin Peaks in this film. Ah, there you go. Who's the other one? Uh, Bob Morton. Oh, is he? Because I never watched Twin Peaks, I must admit. Mm. I think I was probably a little bit too young for it, and then I never watched it as I got older. Um, but yes, Ray Wise, who plays Leon. Um, yes. And so, yeah, he's there. He's dancing. Uh, he go, goes to 
arrest uh, Robocop goes to arrest him, pulls his gun out, uh, he knocks it out of his hand, which then somebody <laughs> catches. And they're really happy. Yeah. <laughs> really happy. They just happen to catch a gun. Brilliant. Uh, and then he kicks him in the bollocks, which obviously isn't yeah. a clever idea. Uh, Bedoying. Uh, and uh, he gets dragged out by his hair. And one of the people that's... Uh, I mean, most people know this, I'd imagine. But uh, one of the people that's sort of like dancing frenetically in front of the camera is actually Paul Verhoeven. Um, <laughs> with his, his spectacles on. Um, so, yeah. and But they, it's like... He arrests him, but you don't see what happens after that. Like, no, is, is it there kind any... of cuts it, doesn't it? Yeah, does he? Where? What information does he get? Does he get any information or anything? We we don't know. Yeah, does he like beat him up a bit? Does he interrogate him? Does he, you know, because he, um, uh, Leon's pretty hostile towards him. So yeah. you know, I don't know if you can't imagine he gets much out of him, but still, um. But but anyway, then this is the scene you mentioned earlier on, which you want to talk about. Was uh, Bob is now in his um, apartment or his building, his house, and uh, he's got these two hookers, and uh, two hookers and a shit ton of coke. <laughs> yeah, and he's snorting coke off their tits, and yes. they're they're just like loving it, and he's loving it, and um, you know oh, he's proper loving it. I mean, he's really really loving it. But I couldn't help but think he's very, very wealthy at this point. Could have got some better looking hookers. I see. I didn't think they were that bad, actually. I don't know. I think the one on the left weren't too bad, but the one on the right that is like a dinner lady in a in a low cut dress with the short hair. Yeah. Oh, I see. Uh, well, you know what my prejudices are about against pe- women with short hair. So. Well, I thought you hated it. Then <laughs> said they're okay. <coughs> uh, because she feels a bit left out, doesn't she? So she puts all the coke on her boobs. Yes. And then he goes in for a snort. Then the other one lay, you know, lays on top of him like a, like a fucking fanny blanket. So he's, you know, he's got his nostrils in one woman's boobs and his hands clasping the buttocks of another one. When there's a ding dong at the door. Hmm. Yes. Who can it be? And uh, so then it's Clarence who's at the door. He walks in. Uh, again, classic. Classic. Quotable line. <laughs> yeah. Bitches leave. Um, it's the way he says it. It's really... <clears throat> it's not angry. It's barely an order. But it's just... It's, it's not... He is telling him to leave. But I don't know. It's a really odd way of saying it. But it's perfect. Mm. Um, it's really matter of fact. Yes. And so he pulls his gun out. Shoots Morton in the legs. Uh, uh, fucking more than he needs yeah, to. I, I, think I think it's twice in each leg. I mean, I mean, you just want to incapacitate him. I mean, four, I mean, and they, you know, again, great squib work. I mean, he would be, he would have passed out at this point probably, because he's losing blood at a ferocious rate. But you know, but you, I suppose the first time you watch it, you don't expect to see. Well, you, you, all of this surprises you that Clarence pops in, shoots Bob, puts a video, puts a video in one of the uh, video machines on his wall, and he's got a lovely message from Dick Jones. Yes, who's gloating, who, uh, you know, wants to cash him out. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, you made a mistake and all this, that and the other. And, and it's just, yeah, he's just, he's just, this is it. Like you said, this is the killer rep that he's he's got now. And, um, and then Clarence, he's not saying a word, is he? He has a little no. toot of the coke, um, you know, because why not? And um, then 
you know, he's got this grenade. He's tongue in it. He's playing with it with his tongue. Is it tongue? Tongue? Oh, yeah. Fuck whatever. Tongue. Uh, tongue. He's, tongue. It, he's got his his tongue. He's he's got he's got it sort of like wrapped around the the pin. Um, he's playing with it, and then he he takes it out, puts it on the um, the the table, the glass table, and because Bob can't move because he's been shot in the legs, um, and then he Clarence walks off. The the timer on the grenade ticks down and just as he gets to it, I mean, the thing is, even when he got to it, what's he going to do with it? Um, yeah, exactly. Blows the house to fuck. <coughs> um, yeah. I love the fact, because it's the future, the grenade's got to have a little a little LCD display on it. Yes! Down. I love that. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, um, that's Bob done. And then we go to another cool scene with Robocop. Um which is the drugs factory bust. Yeah, the Coke factory. I and mean, businesses are booming by the look of it. I mean, oh, yeah. they, can af- they can afford full little glass bottles. Apparently it's being run by the OXO family dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Who's, uh, well, I'm guessing from uh, Clarence's description of him, he's a, an Italian gangster. Um because the reason I think that is because uh, Clarence refers to him as a wop. Um, yes, yes, isn't he? Been uh, a while since we had a wee bit of racism, isn't it? I think, it's, <laughs> I think that's the first. That's the first one since Karate Kid Three. Yes. What was it? Slope. He got. He called him in that. <laughs> yes. Something yeah. like that. Um, yeah. Because the, you get Clarence and his crew, uh, who's around, because a couple of them have been incapacitated or arrested, and um, so. Then, uh, you know, this whole scene is just great because you get a bit of a sort of negotiation. There's a bit of tension between Clarence and this other uh, drug dealer. Um, and Let's call him, he's called, he's called Sal. Sal. But I, I, I wrote it down as Oxo Dad. Yes. The, the whole time until, until he's not there anymore. And then, you know, going back to, uh, to what we heard earlier on about Dick Jones when he was in the boardroom talking to the, the other executives, you know, um, Clarence reiterates or repeats the phrase, you know, good business is where you find it, uh, yeah. I, that, which makes no sense. I don't understand what that means. What does that mean? Um, yeah, because surely bad business is also where you find it as well. I, I, that makes zero sense to me. I, don't, I just don't know. Good business is where you find it. Don't know. Be, no, no, you don't. What? No, it... No, it doesn't. It's not. No. Yeah. No. Um, but there's there is a standoff between them because uh, you know of uh, Sal doesn't like Clarence because of the amount of heat that he brings with him. Yeah. Does he? So. Yeah, because Sal's running such a quiet operation where he is. Yes. Uh, a massive, great factory just dealing in hundreds of thousands of glass bottles of Coke. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, um, you know, which Bob was probably his biggest customer, which yeah. <laughs> Clarence has just yeah. fucked off. Um, uh, but uh, anyway, so there's a bit of a standoff and, you know, it's it, there's that sort of like, um, uh, he's, he's, uh, Clarence says something like, you know, I've got enough connections to s- shovel this, s- this factory so far up your whapped ass. You know, you'll be shitting snow for a week. Um, and then... 
Sal's all like, oh, Mikey, blow this cocksucker's head off. Uh, and, and it's like, all oh, the guns, guns, guns. I love what, you know, you can tell, obviously, watch yeah. this a lot. Um, and so, you know, then um, the tension is broken a little bit. Um, but just prior, to, just prior to that, just be when it's all going on, because um, Sal, again, maybe leaning to his um, Italian-American uh, um, heritage or whatever, He's drinking a glass of wine. He's quite refined, isn't he? Um, he is, yeah. He's, he's he's quite a posh in in that world, anyway. In, in that context, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, he puts it on the table, and Clarence sticks his fingers in it and snorts a bit. What's that about? Yeah, don't know. <laughs> it was a weird move. It was a is that a power? Is that an alpha thing? An alpha male thing? I'm not entirely yeah, sure. Maybe it's like he's like pissing on his on his territory kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. But um, then they become friends again, uh, sort of. Uh, but although you can imagine that Clarence would fuck him over as soon as you know he got a chance. Um, but then the door yeah. starts getting smashed to bits, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's a bit. So you're assuming at this point, then Leon must have must have spoke, must have told him, must have grasped. Yes. Which I wouldn't have thought Clarence would stand for, but he does, as we find out later. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, because where would Robocop would have got this information from? Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so he, like, it's a bit comical because it's almost like the the huge wooden door, it's like it's <laughs> bursting at the seams a little bit, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's not as, well, how you'd imagine a door would be being smashed to pits. Because the thing is, right, Robocops put his fists through a brick wall. So Yeah, what's a wooden door going to do? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, then, you know, he smashes in. His targeting computer's targeting everybody because, they again, they're a little bit probably shocked and surprised. They don't know what's going on. Uh, and then, um, you know, uh, they all start shooting at him. And basically, he takes them out in all in awesome yeah. kinds of ways, you know. Yeah, it's like it's like catalog poses, but for gunplay. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, like for this for this one, I'm going to look extra casual. For this one, I'm going to put my leg up and stare out meaningfully into the sunset <laughs> while I gun someone down in the corner. I'm going to sh- Great. shoot behind my head. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to shoot without looking because I don't need to because I even I know where you are. I've got a computer in my head, um, and you know. It's not just the squibs and and the sort of like it's the sound effects as well of the bullets yeah. hitting the body. It's like that, you know, kind of like almost like a, a flappy noise as the bullets rip. Yes, it. A proper thudding, squelchy flap. Yes, I love it. You've just described. I was going to say you just described my wife's vagina, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> She'll never listen to this, will she? I hope not. Oh, my God. Yes, a thudding, squelchy flap. (laughs) Oh, you described my sex life. Um, (laughs) Either way, it's still not very complimentary, you know. Um, But that's what kids... No, you you struggle to dress that one. You struggle to polish that turd. Yes, that's what kids do to your your wife. Um, But still... Sorry, um, but so, so anyway, um, one of Clarence's henchmen, Steve, who is is kind of like you know you notice him, 
but and he has one line in the film because like you know um robocop before all the shooting starts says you know come quietly or there'll be trouble um he actually at least he gives him a warning this time around yeah um true uh but then uh steve goes ah fuck you uh and he gets shot off doesn't he He gets shot um and then joe gets knocked off because when steve gets shot he knocks Steve off the balcony, which ironically yeah. he he then he knocked Lewis off the balcony, didn't he? So, yeah. I, th- I think in total, I think I counted actually. I think RoboCop kills seventeen men. No, yeah, seventeen people are killed by RoboCop. Sal is shot inadvertently by another baddie when he gets shot, and like you said, um, Joe gets pulled pulled into some boxes. Mm. No, no, sorry, no, no, sorry, I wrote that about Sal. Sal. Uh, Sal gets shot, and then yeah, a, a wire a wire pulls him into some boxes because it looked a bit a bit wire wire pulley. Must have hurt. It must have hurt to be to be pulled back like that. It must have done. And also, I mean, because he gets ki- taken out by one of his um, uh, yeah. uh, bodyguards with an AK forty seven, which blows him fucking about ten feet across the room, doesn't yeah. it? Um, like you said, bit I mean, wire- no one's learned at this point that normal bullets do not harm but RoboCop. No, no. But it's just, it's the, it's like, you know, they're, they're sort of like, oh, maybe one will get through. <laughs> it's like the Death Star. Maybe, maybe yeah. we keep Why has trying. no one shot him in the mouth yet? Yeah. If that fle- that one fleshy bit, someone surely can shoot that off. Yes. Um, and then, so everybody's dead. Clarence. <laughs> Clarence tries some parkour. <laughs> Miserably. <laughs> um, not his strongest suit, uh, I would suggest. <laughs> no. You know, he's not an athlete. Um, you know, uh, he's not the guy from Casino Royale who's, uh, no. you know, <laughs> jumping from buildings to building and whatever. <laughs> Jumps over a railing and falls through a ceiling. <laughs> um, but then, you know, so at this point, he actually takes his glasses off, which is the first time I think you've seen him with his, without his glasses. Um, yeah. But then, basically, RoboCop. Starts reading him his rights and throwing him through windows. Um, yes, which is awesome. Clarence spits blood all over him. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's nasty. Yeah, that's just grim, isn't it? Yeah. He's. So I mean, he's a psychopath and he's got no manners and he's just just disgusting. And even at that point, you know, when he's been, um, you know, well, he hasn't actually been thrown through windows at that point, has he? Uh, Robocop picks him up and then he he just goes you have the right to remain silent and he just spits it out oh, fuck you uh and and then at that point he starts throwing him through windows which is awesome you know yeah uh, because it's like you've been waiting for this this is the revenge isn't it this is the you know the guy who tortured murphy and now murphy's getting his or not murphy but he kind of is murphy at this point um yeah. he's getting his own back on him isn't he you know he's he's yeah by just cutting him up real bad um and you know um he's about to kill clarence but clarence goes you know he basically spills his guts doesn't he you know he's like uh yeah. you know i work for dick jones um uh, you know dick jones owns the cops you're a cop you know just as he's about to choke the life out of him yeah. um and he stops and says yes i am a cop Yes, uh, and then takes him into the station, the police station. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, what's the charge? Um, I mean, fuck me. 
they've all been looking for Clarence frigging Bodka, who's been <laughs> yeah. who's been linked. How do they not know? Yeah, he's been on the news. He's been linked to multiple murders of police officers. What's the charge? He's a cop killer. <laughs> no shit. Um, uh, so and again. Clarence is a dirty fucker, isn't he? Because yeah, uh, spits all over the paperwork. Spits blood, like thick, horrible blood as well. Um, just give me my fucking phone call. Uh, you know, he's just an arsehole. He really is an absolute prick. Um, but he's got handcuffs on as well. Um, how did he do that? How did Robocop? Where did he get his handcuffs from? That's in his other leg. Oh, is it? You know, one leg's. He's, yeah, he's, he's got like an arm, like a like a. Yeah, gun leg. But then he's all, in his other one, he's got handcuffs, first aid kit, rubber gloves, uh, disinfectants. Swiss um, Army knife. Hot lemon smelling wipes to freshen your hands up after eating spare ribs. He's got the whole lot in there. Yeah. Um, but then Dick Jones is tracking Robocop on a slightly yes. dodgy little handheld device <laughs> yeah. because it's only got... On an iPad. <laughs> it's got one area that beeps, um, <laughs> yeah. which you can clearly see, uh, but still. And uh, so, you know, he's heading to the OCP offices. Um, Robocop walks into the office. He's playing back to himself the confession. Um, goes in to arrest Jones. Um, Jones is like, you know, what can I do for you, officer? And all this, you know, he's kind of playing dumb. Uh, you know, you know, I'm arresting you for blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, it sounds pretty serious. You better take me in. And then Directive 4 kicks in. Yes, it does. Um, and he starts to shut down, doesn't he? Um, yeah. And we, we, yeah. yeah. When he starts proper spazzing a bit and, and trying to do stuff, I don't know why, <clears throat> because... I don't know. It, I just find it always it always looks a little bit comical to me whenever he's doing this, when he's trying to move. Probably because of the suit, he probably couldn't actually move very well in the suit. But it it just looks a bit funny with his because he really starts gurning mm. at this point, and he, he gurns a bit later on as well. And I, I find it when he's gurning dressed as Robocop, it just amuses me. I don't know why. Mm. It's not meant to be funny. It's just me. Yeah. Um, so I actually wrote down wrote down great performance by Weller. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just me. Um, but no, it is. I mean, like basically, they, they, Jones is um, he's taunting him, isn't he? You know, it's like yeah. you can't. You know, Directive Four is you can't arrest an official of OCP. You know, that's his input into Bob Morton's pro, uh, you know programming of RoboCop. I mean- Again, a bit stupid by Dick Jones, though, because if you wanted to safeguard himself, the Directive 4 should say, you will nev- you are never allowed to arrest or hurt or harm Dick Jones. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so then uh, Ed 209 comes in, and you'd have thought, though, and this is a massive oversight on Dick Jones's part, that... Or maybe he just thought that Robocop had shut down at this point, but he hadn't because he was still moving. Yeah. He basically confesses to him. like, Yeah, it's a bit stupid, isn't it? You know, he says, I had to kill Bob Morton because he made a mistake. Now it's time to erase that mistake. Uh, so, and obviously he brings Ed to O'Neill in, which is his baby. Um, and you, you do actually get to see 
Robocop get fucked up a little bit, which, you know, yeah. j- just goes to show how sort of powerful Ed 209 is because uh, he gets shot a few times, which... Yeah, fu- proper fucks him up fu- as well. Yeah, knackers his, his armour up completely, damages his um, his visor because you get to see his actual eye, um, you know, this time around. And then you actually get to see as well, Ed 209's got some other tricks up his... Uh, metal sleeve which is yeah. rockets that he can fire yes little mini rockets which are cool um and then um there's a bit of a sort of struggle a bit of a fight robocop managed to get back to his senses a little bit um yeah he's struggling a bit now he's kind of limping and, and moving slowly uh gurning quite a bit yes <laughs> uh but he, he he manages to sort of blow off one of um ed 209's arms by pointing his Ed 209's own gun arm at yeah. it uh, and then Ed 209 freaks out a little bit and then at this point uh, Dick Jones kind of freaks out because he, he realises that uh, you know um, Ed 209's been damaged and because um, his rockets are shit because he he fires a lot at Robocop at this point but doesn't really hit him he only really hits him in that first that first salvo he fires when he's in the office when he's actually firing rockets at him, they, they seem to just hit everything else apart from him. He, he, they, you know, he goes a bit stormtrooper at that point. Yes, yeah, totally. But Robocop manages to shuffle off, gets to gets to a stairwell, and uh, would you believe the design oversight on Ed Two O Nine? Yes, uh, and but I love all of this because Ed Two O Nine's mm. kind of at the top of the stairwell. Um, Robocop's thrown himself down you know, to, just to escape, and he's he's kind of trapped there or he's he can't move or he doesn't move um but ed 209's kind of little little toes um he's yeah. three three little flipper toes they're sort of like ten, tentatively touching like yeah. he's a bit like a dalek isn't he uh yeah. you know well yeah can i step on there can i step no yes no yeah yeah yes i can no you can't <laughs> yeah but this is what I kind of like <laughs> Who put these noisy sound effects in him? Yeah, it's squealing pigs. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. Um, yeah, or like a crying baby almost. But yeah, yeah squi- squealing pig, or definitely. Both, possibly. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. It's so odd. Um, and then, um, so uh, Robocop manages to get out the building, but because Jones has called in the SWAT team, shining their torches and headlights of their cars on Robocop... Robocop's kind of like a bit blinded at this point uh, because, like I said, his visor's fucked. Um, And the cops don't want to fire on him. Um, So they're fighting a little bit with the SWAT team, you know, arguing. Uh, uh, But then they do, uh, all the SWAT team start shooting at Robocop. Now, at this point, is it it because he's been damaged that he's actually vulnerable? I I was wondering. Every single bullet's now causing him damage. Yes, uh, Isn't it? Which makes it doesn't make much sense because yeah, he had some damage on his on his hat, on his head and his chest mainly, but they're shooting his legs and now everything's just just ripping into him and it, it's like a it, it's basically it's a recreation of how he how he died the first time round. Yes, just surrounded by people just getting shot the shit out of. Yeah, and it's all sad and tragic. He's trying to crawl away and they're just fucking blasting fuck out of him. But only this time he escapes. He manages to fall off. It kind of dives. He sort of jumps off a ledge because he's there in a car park, aren't they? I mm-hmm. think, and he just rolls and jumps down level to level to level until he thuds on the ground again. 
sort of tries to get up, looking really sorry for himself. Car screeches up, and it's Lewis. Yes, who saves Lewis him. Lewis to the rescue. Yeah, gets yeah. gets him into the car. Um, but yeah, like you and said... she is quite burly, because she sort of manages to lift yeah. Robocop he's got and a, help him. Yeah, he's got, he's got a way <laughs> a fair bit, hasn't he? Um, yeah, if he lent on you, that's you've got no spine. No, <laughs> uh, but also, like you said, there's little bits of oily-type blood coming out of the, blood hole, uh, the bullet holes, isn't there? Yeah, I couldn't... Yeah. When you said earlier, is he still got his torso? And that's what made me think because it's not not quite blood coloured, not quite oil coloured. Mm. It's like bloil. But he is he is guarding his face, isn't he? As well, isn't he? Like he's um, yeah. whereas before when he was fighting, the, you know, in the the drug den or whatever, he he doesn't give a shit. Like he's just yeah. shooting. Whereas now he's like he's he's trying he's covering like, up the not my face. It's all I've got left. Yeah. Um, so. Then we get another round of adverts and TV, uh, TV stuff, which is cool. Yeah. Um, because this is referenced, like, before uh, the car, the, the American car, the 6000 SUX. Yes. Sucks. Um, <laughs> and, you know, a, a sort of, you know, it's uh, there's a dinosaur, at, you know, this trampling around this, this town. It's like a, a B-movie type advert isn't it and then yeah. the dinosaur sees this car which is huge and then scampers off um and then um there's a little news piece about uh, a, 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 a space laser yes that kills people is killed two ex-presidents yes destroyed santa barbara uh, yeah. <laughs> uh and again you see all the dead bodies on the floor and yeah. but it's a peace platform that was the ironic thing wasn't it yeah um, the, the, the space peace laser um <laughs> But you get uh, the um, the the sort of like talking heads of the the people on the street, you know, about the police striking, you know, and one of them, oh, the police shouldn't strike, you know, it's their jobs. And then you get this hippie, which is awesome, um, which again is ref. Did you ever were you ever a fan of the band Terrorvision? Did you like them? Uh, I know of them a bit, yeah. So they were like a, a 90s um, band that I used to listen to when I used, was, was, like I said, going out clubbing. I've seen them in concert a few times. But they actually referenced um, this this little excerpt from this, what this guy says, you know, it's uh, it's free society, man. It's you know, law of the jungle. It's that, yeah. They, they kind of put that in one of their songs. And, uh, but anyway, you know, uh, then you go back to Dick Jones's office and it's damaged and smashed up, isn't it? Because obviously the fight the night before. Um, and Clarence... Well, they are, they are trying to repair it pretty quickly. Yes. Um, there's like, there's even a guy ha- hanging the doors b- back on its yeah. hinges. 
uh, Clarence walks in uh, because at this point, like, well, why not? Um, you know, or maybe Clarence has done that before, which is why they all shit themselves, all the executives. Yeah. I don't know. Um, he's all suited and booted as well. He's actually looked reasonably smart. Yeah, he gets to all the scars on his face now from when he's been. Well, there is there is that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, then the, the, the they have a bit of an argument because Dick basically wants Clarence and his gang now to kill RoboCop to destroy it. Um, and there's tension there, you know, because Clarence is like, you know, yo, your company built the fucking thing, and now you want me to deal with it, um, but. This is the thing. There's well, it's all bullshit. But the reason why they've set up Ed Two Hundred Nine in the first place is because they're building New Detroit. Yeah. So you know to make it better. But then at the same time, he he sells it to Clarence by saying, you know, when we start building New Detroit, there's going to be construction, there's going to be prostitutes, there's going to be drugs, there's going to be. I'll give you two million workers to hook up with drugs and hookers. Yeah. So, although Clarence is pissed off that he's now got to go and sort this mess out, uh, again, it's I suppose it's the the he comes to see sense, and I think although Clarence is a murderer and is extremely unpredictable, he realizes that Dick Jones is the boss, and he yeah. he wouldn't go against him. Uh, I also think he. he- he thinks it makes good business. I think Clarence has probably got sort of delusions of being a businessman as well, or almost. He, he can see how corrupt Dick Jones is and thinks, well, I could do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe I couldn't work in that company, but I could own I could own the bits of old Detroit and I could run that and I could make a shit ton of money from it. Mm, yeah. Um, so anyway, then they agree that he's going to need some serious firepower uh yes. so uh but then you see murphy and he's at the steel mill where he died and um lewis gets his gun um <laughs> he's fixing his leg which what what looks like a cross, cross between a pair of scissors and some barbecue tongs yeah he's that's it, he's fixing himself isn't he and uh <laughs> yeah. he then starts taking the bolts out of his helmet and uh you know he takes it off and she gets a piece of metal that can, you know, he can see his reflection for the first time. Um, yeah. And it's it's really good special effects, but and there's still a really good climax coming up. But I almost kind of feel a bit sad when he takes his helmet off and he gets fucked up. Yeah, it's not. It's like it's more iconic when he's wearing the mask, isn't it? He. For me, it's yeah, it's like all of the cool little bits that where he's been Robocop, you know, doing Robocop stuff. Yeah, when you actually see him, he's damaged and he takes the helmet off because he doesn't put the helmet back on at this point for the rest of the film. Um, and he becomes more human, he kind of loses the coolness, yes, yeah, definitely. He says he can feel Murphy's family, but he can't remember them, yes, which is. Which is sad, yeah. but yeah, it, yeah, it kind of, he loses that mystique, I suppose. Even though you know who he is, yeah, because you're watching the film. But it's yeah, he just loses. He, he does lose that edge when when he's got no cool visor. He's starting to feel he's better when he's you know who he was, but when he's just doing cop stuff, 
Yeah, I think that's when 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 RoboCop's at its best. And and also that at the uh, um, in the second one, like you 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 see him more dealing more with his emotions, don't you? And he you know he doesn't have his helmet on all the time. So like the downtime when he's in the precinct, uh, yeah. he'll actually have his helmet off, you know, because he it, again he's he's trying to deal with uh, his humanity as well as well being in this kind of robotic body. Um, he's, he's one stage away from putting a toupee on his head and putting a roll neck jumper on. <laughs> yes, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but no, it's really good effects. And again, but the mm. way it's, it's shot is that you you see glimpses of it before you see the whole thing, uh, which is good. And also, the bullet uh, is still lodged in his forehead, which, um, I mean, I watched this on Blu-ray. Um, it's, a, it's a really good picture and everything, but it's like I never actually really noticed that before, the bullet that, you know... Mm. Th- you think kills him at the end is actually yeah. still lodged in his forehead which is very cool that's cool um yeah so you know he's asking quite questions about his family and what happened to them and you know, like he said he, he realizes that he can't get that back ever um yeah uh and then um you sort of go to the nighttime scene with emil who's sitting outside a, a tv shop um, what... And you'll never guess what he's watching. <laughs> watching and guffawing <laughs> over, uh, I'd buy that for a dollar. It's just the phrase, isn't it? The catchphrase. Yeah. It's just, it sets them off. It's just crazy. Um, but he smacked, there's like a little riot going on in the background as well. Um, yeah, because there's no, there's no police because they've, they've officially on strike now, aren't they? Because uh, they're supposed to go on strike at midnight. Yes. Um, yeah. So he smashes the window so he can turn the TV up. Uh, so here, it's just so he can hear them. Him say, "I I'd buy that for a dollar." Uh, it's not as if he's watching an, an in do, in involved or in depth documentary or movie or whatever. He's it's like he smashes the window just so he can hear the catchphrase. Yeah. Um, and so uh, then Joe turns up. Uh, so does Leon and Clarence. Um, shows them the Cobra assault cannon. Yes, she's cool as fuck. It's a fucking great big gun, isn't it? Yeah, it's very cool. And they start demonstrating how powerful it is by blowing shit up um, because uh, um, one of them's got the same car as Clarence, which Clarence yeah, isn't happy it's about. Joey's car, isn't it? Yeah, he's got he's got one of the sucks cars or whatever, and uh, Clarence blows that up with a gun. Then one of them shoots a hydrant, another one shoots another van or something. Mm-hmm. They just start blowing up shops. Yes. Just... just Causing general ruckus, but the, the way I mean, like again, the effects of, of it are really good because of mm. the sort of like you can actually believe that these are real guns that they're firing. I think yeah. anyway, you know, um, because of the timing of the explosion, the sort of like the 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 fire that comes out at the end of the gun, uh, and also uh, Emil, I think it is, he shoots one of the shops, blows up remarkably close to him. It, I thought that. I thought that 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 was closer. I'm sure that's closer than they planned. Absolutely, yeah. Um, just like really close. Um, so then, um, Robocop sorting out his targeting system. Uh, yeah, because Lewis is asleep on a pillow of steel rod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, so comfy. Not very comfortable. Uh, <laughs> she gets rudely awakened by Robocop firing his hand cannon. Yeah, yeah. That's quite the alarm. Um. Uh, but yeah, his targeting system's all messed up. He's shooting his food at this point uh, yeah. as well, or he's trying to. And so she corrects his aiming for him. Um, yeah, she re- recalibrates him. It was like 
Like playing Guitar Hero on a flat screen telly for the first time when you had to sort the lag out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so then all the bad guys turn up in a truck. Um, they're, they're sort of, there's a couple of them which are like whooping and hollering because they sort of see yeah. it as a bit of fun. But Clarence is just all business. He just wants to get the job done. Um, and uh, they can't shoot for shit, can they? No, absolutely not. Well, the funny thing is, like, they're whooping and hollering. Um, Robocop is trying to play the stealth game at this point as well because he kind of appears in a doorway and sort of, looking for me, and then they fire and miss somehow. And then it's like he sneaks off into the shadows and it's like, well, if you stop whooping and hollering and keep quiet... You're going to know where he is. You're going to hear him thudding, the yeah. thumping of the... Even if he tiptoes, it's still going to be... You know, like when Fred Flintstone does the twinkle toe thing when he's yeah. uh, bowling. Yeah. Robocop doing that would just be... It'd be hilarious. Uh, but also, as well, um, he seems to have lost that humming noise that accompanied him. When he, t- yeah. when, he t- when he takes his helmet off, that seems to go, doesn't it? You know. That seems to disappear when he became... Like, um, what's the opposite of impervious? It can't just be pervious. Uh, vulnerable. <laughs> be- that's the one. Yeah, when he became vulnerable, he lost that. Yes. Thing as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so then, uh, Joe gets killed. Uh, yes. he gets shot, and then, um, then there's this sort of like they split off into different directions. Um, and uh, this. Is just again amazing, really, isn't it? You know, it's just it, yeah. it's just one of those scenes that just makes RoboCop such an awesome film. Is that uh, Emil thinks he's he's going to run him over, um, and and then it, RoboCop does a does a very quick little yoink side step. step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> into this fucking great vat of toxic waste. Yes. Amazing. And uh, emerges from it, you know, kind of comes out the back of the truck, you know. and, and it... Comes out as a fucking zombie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just this melting. Just, uh, you know, the effects on it are incredible. I mean, it's yep. just, uh, you know, and it progressively looks even more gross as he, as he kind of like, he's stumbling and and uh, creeping along, you know, and... and uh, and then, you know, he bumps into Leon and Leon's like, get off me, man, you know. Um, <laughs> He's like, help me. It's amazing. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of the fly a little bit, um, you know, just yeah, yeah. just the effects of him just just changing completely into mush um, and bits of him falling off. Um <laughs> It's it's incredible, and then you know he's um, Lewis is chasing Clarence because Clarence is in his car. Uh, where is Clarence going at this point? I mean, what's he doing? I don't know that. Why? It's a fucking steel mill. It doesn't seem the the appropriate place for an actual car chase. No, because I was wondering where's Clarence going. It can't be that fucking big, surely. But no, we've got a car chase. Fine. And I mean, it's all set up for one of the greatest fucking things ever yes uh but fine but um uh, uh, so and also one of the the uh hubcaps 
sort of again i don't know if it was intentional or not but it shoots off the car doesn't it, it yeah. into the direction of the camera you think, god that's killed the fucking cameraman <laughs> um but anyway so then he's not looking particularly where he's going and then he, um emil stumbles into the middle of the road or whatever you want to call it you know where they're driving and Clarence just splatters him. It fucking obliterates him. <laughs> Which is amazing. It's an all-timer, that. It's an all-time brilliant fucking death splat. It is. The whole... Effect. I mean, it, 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 you can't... Right. I mean, what they did to Murphy was pretty bad, but yeah. that's got to be one of the worst ways to go. One of the worst yeah. screen deaths ever. It's so good because it's really, really liquid, but there's enough lumps in it as well. Yeah. It's just beautiful. Yeah, very, very good. Uh, and then, so that distracts Clarence enough so for him to crash his car. Uh, and Lewis thinks he's dead, but he gets out of his car uh, and utters the words, bye-bye, baby, and shoots her a few times. And She should be fucking dead as well. Yeah, I don't think she's got a bulletproof vest on um, at this point. Has she? I don't, I don't know, but she seems to get... She seems to get... You know, there seems to be about at least three or four squibs go off. Mm-hmm. Maybe she has got a jacket on, so it doesn't penetrate her in the middle. Ooh. But the rest of us are just obliterated. She rolls. That's the other thing, infection. Because she rolls down a hilly side into the, a great big pool of stagnant, muddy water. I mean, if the bullets don't get her, oh, she's picking up something. Mm. At best, she's coming away with fucking herpes. Yes. And uh, and then Robocop's walking on water. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, like, Verhoeven even described the, the sort of, like, where he gets killed as the um, crucifixion scene, you know. Yeah. So there's there's a definite sort of religious thing going yeah, on. Because he, he would have had his ha- both arms out if he'd have had them. Yes. Um, and then you see Leon pop up. He's in a crane in the background, and he's getting a, a load of metal bits uh, on top of him, uh, we've all done this in video games. There's, 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 yeah. you know, you sort of line up the, the crane to, to either pick up the crate or drop it on something, uh, and um, then, um, uh, you know, he's he's threatening Clarence, you know, and Clarence well, Clarence gives up, doesn't he? And he says, yeah. "I'm not arresting you anymore." Which is, when's he ever done that? I mean, when's that stopped <laughs> yeah. him? You know. <laughs> That arrest mode, that's that, that's just been deleted off his hard drive now. Yeah. Um, so, and then, you know, Clarence is kind of, he sees what Leon's doing, but, you know, he's like, he's a bit shitting himself a little bit. Um, and then um, Leon drops this metal on him, which kind of, you think, crushes Robocop. And again, he hasn't got his helmet on. So it's got, yeah. to, it's got to do some damage. You um, would have thought so. Which, it pins him to the ground. Um, and he gurns a lot more. Yes. Uh uh, particularly when he, get, he started getting smacked with a metal bar. But then um, there's a bit of a moment of triumph between Leon and Clarence. Like, ah, we got him, we got him. Uh, but then um, uh, Lewis gets one of the uh, the Cobra cannons. The cobras, yeah, blows the fuck out of him. Yes. So then, you know, Clarence is like on his own now at this point. Um, goes over to Robocop, who's kind of flailing around, like you said, gurning a bit. <laughs> He is proper flailing. It's like his programming's not doing well at this point in time. No, um, but so 
Clarence picks up a metal bar with a bit of a spike on the end of it, starts smashing him. Robocop's defending himself by um, smacking it away with his, his forearm. But then Clarence stabs him, like, in the heart, yeah. which makes him scream out in pain. It, why, 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 is he, why has he got pain? I, yeah, I don't get that myself either. No, um, yeah, like, surely, we've got an invincible cop. We'll build in lots of pain receptors. That's a silly idea. It's weird, isn't it? But then, yeah, um, which is why I was kind of saying, well, what parts of him are still human? Yeah. Um, yeah. But but then he, you know, because he twists the the spike into Robocop. And that hurts more. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. Uh, 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 you know, and, and again, another great line. You know, Sayonara, Robocop. Um, but then he gets his little spiky metal hand. Yeah. Spike. And stabs him in the neck, which is awesome. A great, yes. another special effect because you see. I mean, you know, sometimes you see people get their throats cut in movies, and it's just like, you know, they they grab it and the blood trickles out or whatever. This is like a full on spray, which is. Oh yeah, I mean, you get a f- flipping great wadge of blood plop down from his neck onto RoboCop anyway, and then as he staggers backwards, yeah. You could you could paint a room with him. Yeah, it's amazing. And again, I think there's a little bit of an extended version on this one because you see more blood spraying out of him, yeah. of his neck. And uh, yeah, great. I mean, awesome. Um, and Lewis is kind of you know still alive. Uh, yeah. They call to each other and talk, and uh, you know. Yeah, because she says, "Oh, Murphy, I'm a mess," and he says, "They'll fix you. They fix everything." Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, then we go back to OCP, Robocop's there, gets out of his car, Ed 209's guarding the building, uh, because they're again, they're having a bit of a business conference up on the top floor, uh, old Dick and the old man and in the, yeah. the cronies. Um, Dick's on his Ed 209 spiel again, he's proper selling it. Oh yeah, yeah, because Robocop's fucked now, isn't it? Um, yeah. So he's back on the Ed 209 and, and Morton's not there to stop him. Uh, and then Robocop blows up Ed 209 with the, ca- the Cobra gun. Yeah. Uh, and he also lets out a little bit of a, a wry smile, I think, when he yeah. when he does it. Um, my only little complaint, I don't know why, it, it, to be honest, it, it doesn't... Because he blows up Ed 209's body, but then the legs kind of walk around, wobble around a bit, and then just kind of fall over in a com- comedy way. Yes. And I know it came afterwards... But it just reminded me of the sort of shit that George Lucas would put in the background of the Star Wars special editions. Yeah, no, I know, I know what you mean. I do, I do. I didn't, I didn't need the comedy for that. He blew him up, great. Yes, that was it. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, but uh, yeah, so then he goes. Robocop bursts into the uh, the boardroom. Uh, you know, it says Dick Jones is wanted for murder. Um, and I, I mean, the thing is. And again, I'm I'm not legally qualified to question this particularly. But who's Dick Jones actually murdered? He's he's hired he, someone. So yeah, he's hired somebody to murder somebody, but he hasn't actually killed yeah. anyone himself, I guess. Ah, uh, because he, uh, because didn't he tell him though? I killed Bob Morton. Uh, it's actually incorrect because he didn't kill Bob Morton directly. Yeah, he should have said I had Bob Morton killed because he yeah. made a mistake. Uh, so it would be conspiracy to commit murder, I guess, yes. as opposed to <laughs> commit, you know, actually committing the murder. But I don't know. What do I know? Um, but still, then he plays the... He gets his spiky hand out. Uh, yeah. Why, yeah, another one of these mysterious spike ports. Not only can you control systems from it and menus, 
You can also transfer, so it transfers data both ways because you can also use it. So it's basically, yeah, it's that futuristic USB-C drive. Yes. Um, and so he uh, plays the video for the whole of the boardroom to watch uh, of the confession that he made. Um, that's the other thing, going back a little bit. So when Clarence and Dick were having an argument about him wanting him to kill Robocop or destroy him, and yeah. Clarence was pissed off, and then uh, Dick says to Clarence, you know, he's a cyborg, you idiot. His, his memory is admissible as evidence. And, yeah. you know, when you spilled your guts to him, blah, blah, blah. Well, you fucking spilled your guts to him the night yeah. before as well. Yeah, that's very true. Very so, true. But maybe he doesn't want uh, he doesn't want Clarence to know that. because He just no. wants Clarence, you know, to think, well, actually, you're the reason why you've got to destroy it. Not because I fucked up, but because you fucked up. I don't know. Again. Uh, and then, yeah. Um, so, you know, but then it, Directive 4 pops up. Can't... Um, you know, arrest uh, uh, an executive of OCP um, and then um, Dick grabs the old man, grabs the gun, which is conveniently still... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that that pesky boardroom gun is just causing more trouble than it's worth. It's still lying around, uh, you know, uh, and... Dick shows his true colours now at this point because, you know, he's he wants a chopper, you know, he wants this, that and the other. Uh, Or the old geezer gets it. Um which I thought was cool. And, yeah. uh, you know, then the old man goes, you know, Dick, you're fired. Elbows him. Robocop shoots the shit out of him. We get a bit of a sort of a dodgy special effect falling out the window. Dodgy, dodgy dummy who's, I don't know why, but the the arms look a little bit long. Yeah. And also, sort of like the face looks a little bit like the guy who melts. Well, not melts. <laughs> the guy in Indiana Jones The Last Crusade yeah. who yeah, turns I into mean, an yeah. old man. Like, yeah. it's just, it doesn't look right, does it? It's, there's something quite, yeah. yeah. Um, and the other thing, right, I don't think you can be fired just by saying, someone telling you that you're fired, because you would have signed a contract. Yeah. So yeah. legally, that wouldn't have counted as a firing, but it, you'd have to go through processes. <laughs> you'd have to go through HR, <laughs> all the verbal warnings and that, or if it's gross misconduct, but they still need to sign a letter out to let you know, not just someone saying you're fired fired yeah but and also because the sort of like the directive four that's flashing in front of murphy's eyes sort of like uh it gets raced doesn't it just before he you know he shoots um yeah dick jones so yeah, does that disappear does that, does that mean, mean he's not got it anymore yeah does that mean that directive four is just gone now forever or is it just yeah. for him but anyway um mm. so then you know uh, he does his little spinny thing, spinny gun thing. Uh, you know, the old man goes, oh, nice shooting, son. Uh, what's your name? And he goes, Murphy. Smiles. And that's it. Done. Yeah. And, and, I, and I've written down, cheers. I don't know why. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so that that was Robocop. Um, now, a clear, I mean, I've already said it. I... I love this film and, it, and it, it, the thing is this is going back to the, the, the not the rules but the reason why you picked this film in the first place because it could have been yeah. a film that I would have picked because I know that I love this film uh, uh, and it's one of my favourite films um, you know of all time in a lot of ways it, whether I'd put it in a top 10 or it would be in a top 50 
it would 100% be in the top 50. But in the top 10, it's it's debatable. Do you know what I mean? But if you ask me yeah. what my other 10 films are, I couldn't tell you. Uh, Shawshank Redemption, yes, that's one of them. But I'm going off on a tangent here. But it, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's. I know that this is an ultimately totally rewatchable film. I love it. It's quotable. It's got some really cool sequences in it. Um, I just think it's a perfect 80s movie. Uh, it sums up the 80s in a lot of way. Total excess. It's filmed in an amazing way in as much as that in the wrong hands it could have been a total fuck up and, you know, a B movie. Um, it's got all of the, re- you know, the sort of the ingredients to be a, 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 a B movie in as you know, or just a dumb, stupid action film where they, they would have just focused totally on all of the, the the action elements. But this focuses on the action elements, but also has the story. The acting's good in it. I think Weller's good in it. Um, the it doesn't ever feel for me like it's cheesy. No. Uh, it it kind of feels like it's done in a straight way. The ultra violence in it is amazing um it's still shocking in a lot of ways um but i just think it's it's fantastic you know it's it's a brilliant brilliant film uh you know um and so lean as well and i mean we watched the director's cut which which you know how much extra footage probably amounts to about 35 seconds it's just 35 seconds of gore and it's just more violence isn't it that's the thing isn't yeah. it it's because it, it, this would have been given i think an, an nc-17 rating at the time in america which is essentially a kind of a, a well it, it wouldn't have been accepted in this form at that time no. um by the B, bfc uh which is why it had those extra few scenes trimmed from it yeah. It's such a lean film. It, like, I know we often say like films from this era are quite short, and this is what one hour forty odd. Mm, yeah, which isn't the shortest for the time, but it just it, it it's never it just doesn't feel long. It's so to the point. Like we said when we talk about the start of the film, in the first two minutes, you get a sense of the world, you get a sense of who's the bad guys, who's the good guys. Some great character building scenes. The the scene where you become RoboCop as the viewer, as much as anything. It's fantastic. It's got a great antagonist and his little bunch of bastards. <clears throat> the violence is, yeah, it's it, pretty. It's aggressive. You could say it's excessive, but it's it, it's never. See, I'd say it's excessive, but not gratuitous. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure if I can, if I can figure out that distinction in my head. Mm. But yeah. It, I don't know. It just it just feels the right amount, and that's if you cut it down to the normal edition, that feels like the right amount. Although there's more of it, I didn't think it made it any worse. I didn't think it made it more disgusting, but it was more. It's a weird one, but no, it's a cracking film, and it's again, like I said at the start, it's not one I watch particularly often, and I probably won't watch it again for at least a year, probably more than that. Um, but it's a cracking film. That it, we we pick a lot of holes in films. We've had a little couple of tiny little nitpicks at this, but it's only a tiny little logic loopholes that you get in every film anyway. But there's there's not as far as the actual film itself, how it's been made, how it's presented, you know, how it tells its own story. There's nothing. There's nothing there to pick apart. It's just it's just great. 
Yeah, well, I'm glad you, because uh, like you said, you, at the beginning of it, I wasn't sure, sh- well, I say I wasn't sure which way you'd go. I think I kind of had a feeling that you'd generally like it, but it, it's just, yeah, interesting to hear that, like I said, um, not saying that you don't love it as much as me, but it's just that, obviously, like I said, you don't watch it, say, as often as, as I say I do. Um, and don't get me wrong, there's, there's never a part of me that thinks, oh, I've got to watch Robocop, but yeah. it's just... Uh, you know, a, a really watchable and rewatchable film for me. Yeah. And if I if I ever caught it on TV, if I was watching TV, I would watch it. I wouldn't ever go, "Ask oh, Robocop, what's on another channel?" It's always gonna. It'd be one of those films that whenever it's on, if it, if I if I if I saw it on the listing and saw oh, Robocop's on now, I'll watch that. I won't bother looking for anything else. It's one of those films that I'll just watch if it's there. It doesn't mean I'll necessarily seek it out all the time. But guaranteed, if it's on anywhere, then I will just watch it. But, and this is the thing, because that it's a bit like other franchises that they kind of try and, you know, reinvent. Because there's clearly a, um, a lot of love for, for Robocop. Yeah. And there's, there's a... It's st- it's bec- it, Robocop's kind of almost become this like bit of a cultural thing in as much as that, you know, like I said, this, even today there's a TV advert with uh, yeah. somebody portraying Robocop on UK TV screens. Which on you know a daytime TV ad for insurance, which is kind of crazy. Freeze, dirtbag. Thankfully, assist, Robo. Anytime. Oh, not again. He's changing his prime directives. Good citizens, I'm here to help you retrieve your stolen laptops. I will find the criminal elements and bring them to justice. Oh, uh, I'm afraid Direct Line already replaced them. See? I have to go. Somewhere a crime is being committed. Tom's been stealing out the fridge again. No, I haven't. Your move, Tom. Um, there's been comics, there's been cartoons, there's all sorts of stuff. There's video games. Um, I think there's even a video game coming out at some point, which was teased um, of a new RoboCop game. But yeah. there, there, there's a talk. There's talk of like almost a, a direct sequel to the original 1987 movie called RoboCop it, Returns. Oh which God. it doesn't need it. That's the that's the thing. I can understand why people want more. But this film is perfectly contained. That's what I'm saying, and I think, and and again, may, we may now, may well never do the the sequel or the you know the, the RoboCop three. Although I think that may be fun to do, but you know, <laughs> I, I think what RoboCop two kind of lost because it kind of almost became because that's really violent and excessive, mm. but it lost a, a bit of the charm. It just lost a yeah. bit of something. It it just it didn't. It, it felt a bit by the numbers and yeah. um whereas it just lost that kind of human element a little bit i don't know what it was there was just something about it that just didn't work with robocop 2 and robocop 3 was just a fucking mess um i didn't watch any of the tv series uh but at that point i think i'd lost interest in in robocop at that point and and the reason why i say i don't think it would necessarily i'd be that necessarily interested in a, a, a direct sequel to this now is because if it's it's of its time to a certain yeah. degree 
And yeah, they're, they're not going to replicate that now. No, <clears throat> or or even try to. to but, be honest. And that's why, although maybe some of the effects have dated in some ways, um, like in terms of the the, the you know. Um, Digital effects or whatever, that, uh, or the you know the the kind of the uh, what do you call it? the animatronics or, or whatever. Yeah. It's cool because of it, it's got the, the the special effects in a lot of the the, the stuff is still amazing. You know, it's, it looks better than a lot of digital CGI effects. Yeah, from it today, it doesn't look as realistic, but you can tell the craft in it. But it's always going to be, and this is why the sequels and the TV series and the other spin-offs never work for me, is because. It's Peter Weller. Peter Weller is RoboCop, and so I can't, I can't get my head around another RoboCop film, particularly with a bit. Say if this is going to be a sequel to the original, well, it's not because it's not going to be RoboCop, is it? It's no. it's not going to be <clears throat> Peter Weller. So why bother? I don't know. I just, you know what I mean. That's kind of my... yeah. You know, it's not needed. They'll, it, they'll just try to make it bigger, and I don't think it needs to be bigger. They'll go over the top with, look at how flashy it is, but they'll miss all of the 18-rated stuff won't be there. And if you take that out of it and you take its little stabs at like society and stuff, you take all that, it's not it's not Robocop. Like, that's what the sequel started to suffer with. And eventually it just became, you know, PG bobbins. Yeah. And, at, you know, They'd make they'd make a direct sequel and it'd be a twelve A, because they'll want the recu- it'll cost a fortune. They want to recoup all their money back. I can't imagine them making an eighteen rated one now. It'd be twelve A, so you'd have like three shits and a bullshit in it. You know, maybe a fuck, possibly, hmm. but there'd be no blood. You know, it could be, there won't be people dying. It'll be Robocop versus lots of other robots because you can slaughter as many of them as you want. But you can't do harm to humans mm. in a twelve A particularly. It would just it'll be horrible. It's absolutely horrible. It's a bit like the remake, you know. Yeah. Um but uh anyway, we did have quite a few Twitter responses from this one. So shall we have a little read of them? Yeah. So um shall I go first? So the first yeah, thing on. was was because um, I put a little Twitter poll out at the time, um, asking the question, uh which version have you watched? And and there the were forty seven votes. I only did it over like a day or whatever because I was just curious because um, uh, you know I like I said I think the director's version cut version is is the one that people will have access to today. But yeah. um, so twenty one percent of the people uh, said that they watched the original cut version. Um, the thirty thirty six percent said the uncut version, and then. Interestingly, forty-two percent didn't realise that there was a director's cut version. Yeah, I mean, is it a director's cut, or is it just the fact that you know is because we had a slightly sanitised version? You know, is it a case we repackaged it because we got the full version past the censors now, and we're just calling it a director's cut? Mm. Well, on the Blu-ray I've got, it does say on the top the director's cut. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, but like you said, in terms, it's not like a frigging Blade Runner director's cut. No, <laughs> it's we're we're just watching now the version that other people got to see. This is the, the the original yeah. version that the director intended, to, which is extra violence. That's all yeah. it is. You know, I suppose we associate director's cuts, don't we, with with films with lots added in 
even though like back in the uh, back in the early 2000s or late 90s every director's cut specifically added i think always added 13 minutes of new footage mm. there's always 13 minutes weird which you know a lot of the time was pointless i mean yeah i don't know i mate, this is a debate for another day we've been got going quite long anyway <laughs> but i just so i'm on letterboxd and i i started watching the original star wars movie uh with my kids the other week yeah. And I believe it or not, I gave it a three out of five rating because it's the director's cut version. Yeah. And I, I hate, I almost hate myself for that because I love Star Wars. It's one of my most favourite films of all time. But I cannot look past the stupid, shitty director's cut that he released no. in 1997. It just—it's—it's it's almost ruined that film for me now. Um, I'd be I'd be totally happy if they ever did release the original version, but I know that's never going to happen. No, they never will. We're stuck with that forever. And it's now. that's it. Fucking shit. It's honestly that's a director's cut that fucks up. It's—I mean, the way I described it was—it's like painting a smile in crayon on the Mona Lisa. Yeah. You know, you've you've put something that's you've got something that's timeless and classic and amazing and you've tried to make it better and all you've done is make it worse because it looks dated. It didn't look dated. Sorry, that's a rant for another but anyway. <laughs> anyway, um so Alan Sanders says, I had no idea there was a director's cut, but I've watched the original so many times, I'd wonder if it would ruin my nostalgia for it, and if or if it would enhance it. I'll send you an email later detailing my memories. He never did. Um, oh. But we'll let, we'll let him off. So Yeah. And then we had uh, Ash at Splashwave86. Uh, he said, I chose the original version as it's the one I've seen the most amount of times. I'm talking lots. Seems bizarre if I watch the director's cut. Mm. Uh, Dits Havoc, who the fuck's he, said, what's the uncut version? Had it on VHS as a kid. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, I'll just follow on because it's a part of the conversation. Okay. Uh, our overlord, uh, Dave, said, uh, take a look here as these are probably full scenes you've never seen before if you've only ever watched the original UK VHS release. Uh, and then he replied, oh, very nice. Thought it was gory before. Right, <clears throat> this confuses me a little bit down at the bottom, but I'll, I might, yeah, does that make any sense to me? So, uh, well, so Ash sent me an actual DM so he could go, he could write a bit long, longer stuff. Oh yeah, it's just, it's just underneath that. Right. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll do that, yeah. <laughs> right, so yeah, Ash is back again. He's put, hi Chris, read that you were doing the Robocop episode this week, last month, um, so here are my memories from it back in the day. My dad rented me Robocop from a video shop in 1988 when I was eight and he was off out for the night. Oof. I remember sat aghast watching it with my uncle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I couldn't quite believe what I was watching. Part of me didn't want to watch it uh, and the other part of me couldn't take my eyes off it. Murphy, Kitty and Emil's death were etched into my mind that night as I tried to go to sleep. I had to get up early the following day so I could watch it again before school. Uh, did you ever do that? I used to watch your rentals in the morning before school again sometimes yeah or play yeah. play a, a video game or something yeah 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 uh, since that day robocop has been and i think always will be my favorite film i think it has stood the test of time tremendously uh well when you compare it with other films from the 80s it also still blows my mind that the iconic movie post it is a painting and not a photo wow i didn't know that me neither 
looking forward to hearing the show. That's very cool. That makes yeah. it even more impressive now. So yeah. at the time, Postman Gav couldn't say this uh, on Twitter as such, just in case his son uh, happened to catch it. But um, he was getting a new dog. Um, right. Uh, that, that's probably why it makes sense. Uh, so he sent me a picture of a dog, which like I said, his family or his son at least didn't know about. So uh, he says... I can't post this on my feed as my son is on there and he doesn't know this yet. We're getting a puppy on August the 1st and have called him Murphy after Robocop. I wanted to call him Maverick or Goose, but was vetoed by the good lady. Feel free to put this in the pod if you like. He's 13, so won't listen unless you talk about Minecraft. Fair enough. <laughs> but I, d- I didn't read that. That I only, only read the first line. I was like, hey, what? Yeah. And then he did send me a picture of the dog uh, and he's put, this is Officer Murphy. So that's very cool. Excellent. Do you want to take the next one? Yeah, we've got uh, Cameron Ashworth, who's at Britpop Cam 1981. Uh, He said, don't forget that ridiculous ITV early 90s dub version. Why me? Why me? Why me? And they used to call the old man names. Iron Butt. Boner. One time the evil called him. Yes. Uh, and then Gav replies, for years I thought that was the actual line. I only saw the proper edition years later. Uh, and then, sorry, Kaiser Soze 13, or Gavin, says, I had two. Uh-huh. And uh, Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan Keane at Pipew, or Pipew, Pipew. Uh, Why did our parents let us watch this as kids? Brutal death scene traumatised me for years. And then Alex... Dorman, but spoke differently. Uh, at Al Kendor seventy seven, he replied, "Which one? Murphy, Emil, Clarence? One of the many others?" And then Jonathan replied, "Murphy, brutal." Oh, and then Alex replied again, "Even worse than the director's cop. Thank God it wasn't around when I first saw it in eighty eight at the tender age of eleven. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. You know, how mm. many people watch this film as either you know preteen or <laughs> just. Everyone. Just uh, turning into a teenager, which is, it's mental. It really is. But I think that's kind of what, you know, for me anyway, it, it, it that's what the allure is for Robocop still. Because yeah. of when I watched it, you know, I uh, shouldn't have watched it. There's no way I'd let my daughter watch anything like this. And I mean, like what, um, what Ash says there about, you know, your dad rented it for you. Yeah. It's cracking. So brilliant. Um, there you go. Right. I do realise that, you know, so we've, well, we've never timed this, but I mean, we're looking at over three hours, I think. Uh, but why not? Um, so this was uh, one of our, I suppose you call it, they're all special shows, but you know what yeah. I mean? It's like a, a special sort of like talk about a film that we loved. We knew we were going to be talking about them, you know, going into depth and not just about the film itself, but why we love them so much. So um, I'm glad you picked Robocop. However, <laughs> My mm-hmm. next pick is from 1986, so just a year prior to RoboCop. We have a movie directed by John Carpenter, uh, starring Kurt Russell, um, as a lot of John Carpenter movies do. Uh, Kim Cattrall, uh, and then you've got James. We we said we talked about this in uh, one of our other movies. You've got uh, James Hong, Victor Wong, Carter Wong. <laughs> Peter Kwong, <laughs> uh, in the absolutely amazing Big Trouble in Little China. 
Um, oh yeah. So we'll be talking about that in our next movie show, uh, Spotlight Reflections. So uh, we'll probably talk about that for three and a four hours. Uh, yes, we'll see. Spoilers, I like it as well. Considering that the film is only an hour and thirty nine minutes, um, but still. <laughs> and I'm already annoyed. It's got a fifty three on Metas- Metacritic. Fuck what? off! Fuck off! A load of bullshit that is. Um, we'll get into that later. So, but uh, yeah, thank you very much for sticking with us and for listening to the show do really appreciate it um you know it's it's great being back doing these shows and now we've got the bug i think again uh we'll we'll be back more regularly um it's ironic isn't it like i said i know that we've had uh you know summer holidays and stuff and we've been off doing things and all that kind of stuff but it's kind of like when we've actually got less time because we're at more work more often or we've got other things going on we tend to be more prolific when we've yeah. actually got a bit more time on our hands we we shut down don't we for a little while yeah so it's like, oh, fuck it i'll do anything else yeah as if, as if i don't enjoy doing it weird yeah but never mind so there you yeah. go we'll be back with um big trouble in little china for our next show and hopefully very soon uh, if you want to check us out go to the website 60mw.co.uk uh, it's got all the reviews all the podcasts all that bullshit all that gubbins and whatever uh, I'm at Dastardly Jabby on Twitter where can they find you? Uh, they can find me at Ape Mutterings where I'm currently selling pictures of my left thumb lovely uh, really. and oh that's a shame um, and then it, when you change your thumb to testicle, that you you might make a bit of money. You never know. Um, I've got a sexy but, thumb. Oh, well, there you go. Um, uh, Put a bra on it, it's wicked. <laughs> also, if you go to uh, Twitter, at 60MWPodcast, um, that's where, if you can follow us, then you get all the, the competitions, giveaways, all the usual shit. So, uh, no, but that's it. Thank you for listening Um, We will see you next time for some big trouble in Little China. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.